You are listening to a life-impacting message preached by Bishop Richard Ayi. Bishop Richard Ayi is the pastor of the First Love Church London, a denomination founded by Bishop Dag Heward Mills. The First Love Church is full of zealous young people who love and desire to work for the Lord. You will be encouraged and uplifted as you listen to this powerful message. Wow. <laughs> what a blessing. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you for another opportunity to be in your presence. Thank you for the gathering of your people. Thank you for the gathering of your saints, Lord, and your ministers and your servants, Lord. We ask and we pray that you speak to us. Give us direction. Give us encouragement. Give us hope, Lord. Give us light and direction through your word and by your word, Lord. Thank you for the blessing that you have for us today. Your word declares that your mercies are new every morning. Thank you for new mercies, new blessings, fresh oil, fresh direction, Lord. Thank you, Father. May all the offerings be blessed and all the lives I have given be blessed. In Jesus' name I pray. And all shall say, Amen. Amen. God bless you. Please take your seats. And you're all welcome again. Good to see you all. Good to see everybody. It's always a blessing. It's a blessing to preach. Okay, so um, this morning, for this session, I'm starting off with chapter 8 from the book Catch the Anointing. Six giants catch the anointing. So I'm going to read... uh, the testimony of these wonderful six giants to us. So the first part of this session is um, I'm reading to you and I trust that the Spirit of God will speak to you and God will give you direction and a blessing as we hear uh, from six human beings. And then after that we can go into the Bible and see people who are also affected by the Holy Spirit. Because we need the Holy Spirit in um, everything we do. And in every work that we do. Um, it's, um, sometimes it's interesting when people do not think that the work of God is being done by the Holy Spirit. And what you see is not by the anointing. Because it is the anointing that makes the difference. It's the anointing that makes all, 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 all the difference. It's, it is the anointing that makes the difference. So um, having a great deal of reverence for the workings and the move of the Holy Spirit is something that is key in your ministry development. Okay, so six giants um, catch the anointing. Uh, it says here that interesting, it is interesting to note how great men caught the anointing. 
Many people think that the anointing just comes to lucky people. In this chapter, I've presented the testimonies of six great men that many people know about. I think that's the interesting thing. These are people that we know about. These people are not strangers to the body of Christ. Most of us know the great things that the Lord has used these men to do. The following testimonies are excerpts from books that have been written about them. These are not my words. I am trying to show you what they said about themselves. So the first um, two that I have here are Reinhard Bonnke and George Jeffries. The following is an excerpt from a biography written on Reinhard Bonnke called A Passion for the Gospel by Colin Whitaker. The train from Swansea took Reinhard Reinhard Bonnke to London, where he had a few hours to spare before the next stage of his journey to the overnight ferry. He was told the time-honored way of seeing London was by the world-famous Red London buses. Having enough money for a runabout ticket, he traveled to the streets of the capital, changing buses at random. He was free. He was going home. And life in London looked wonderful from the top deck of a double-decker bus. I think life is still nice on the, on the top of the double-decker bus. After an hour or two, he needed exercise. So he alighted at the next stop and strolled down the road with little idea where he was except that he was still within the bus, the bus routes of London. As he, joined, as he joined the walk, a sign informed him that this area was called Clapham. The name meant nothing to him, and he walked on until he found himself outside a house with a, with a wooden fence around it, and on it a board bearing the name Principal George Jeffries. He sto- it's, he stopped in his tracks and looked at the name again. It was clear enough, but no, he dismissed it. It could not be. Only a few weeks earlier, he had been browsing through the books in the college library when he chanced upon Healing Race by George Jeffries. His interest was quickly aroused as he scanned through the contents. It was a balanced scriptural exposition on the subject of divine healing. The final chapter was full of testimonies of, mirac- testimonies of miracles in the ministry of George Jeffries, which were witnessed by huge congregations in the largest halls throughout the British Isles. The founder and leader of the Ellen Foursquare Gospel Alliance he had clearly been a great, he had really he had clearly been a greatly anointed evangelist. Reinhard had been absorbed, but he noted that the miracles mostly occurred in the 1920s. He presumed that this great evangelist must be dead. And when he had left college, George Jeffries had been far from his thoughts. Are you still here? Yes. But now he wondered. 
Was it possible that this great evangelist was, evangelist was still alive and lived here? He had almost decided that it was nonsense even to think so. When the Holy Spirit whispered, seemed to whisper in his heart, Why don't you find out? It's always a blessing to find out something you don't know. Contrary to what people may think, when they see him in action on a platform, Reinhard is not one to rush things into things. He likes to think before he acts. But at once he knew he must know the truth. He went up to the front door and rang the bell. Just when he was beginning to think that there was no one in, a woman opened the door. Excuse me, he said. But I saw the name plate and wondered, is this the home of George Jeffries, the mighty evangelist who reached a whole nation? Yes, it is the same man, she replied. Please, do you think I may see him? I have just finished at Bible college and I am on my way home to Germany. Her reply was an unpromising no. And with, the, and, with, and with that, she started to close the door when a voice from within let him come in. In went the wandering Reinhardt and there, coming down the stairs, was the frail figure of an elderly man. In a deep, husky voice, he greeted Reinhardt and asked him what he wanted. Reinhardt explained how he had just finished Bible college and the call of God was on his life to be a missionary in Africa. He was led into one of the rooms and invited to sit down. George Jeffries sat down opposite him on a couch and began to ask Reinhardt lots of questions about himself. The fact that Reinhardt had been at college in Wales helped to open the conversation with this Welsh preacher whose roots were in the great revival there in 1904. And the conversation ignited with the fire of a spiritual rapport which obliterated the generation gap. It was a meeting of two kindred souls with a mutual passion for evangelism. One One who was reckoned by many to be the greatest British evangelist in in this century, who knew he was coming to the end of his life. The other, an eager young man, who knew that God had given him the ministry of an evangelist, taking up the mantle of his ministry. Are you still here? Are you with me? Suddenly, the old man slid onto his knees, Pulling Reinhardt down with him. Wow. The glory of God came on Reinhardt as George Jeffries laid his hands upon his head and prayed for him. The tired but still eloquent voice gained in strength as the, well, as the old Welsh revivalist poured out his soul in prayer for the raw and eager young man whom God had, had brought to his house for him to bless he who had spent his life beseeching sinners to receive Christ 
was again seeking the face of God for the lost, but through the ministry of this young German kneeling with him. Did God give George Jeffries a glimpse into the future of Reinhard Bonnke? Was he allowed a foresight of the tremendous expansion of the revival which was just at hand? We cannot know, but when Reinhard finally rose from his knees, he knew that he had received something powerful from God. He left the house dazed at what had happened as the housekeeper closed the door behind him. He could not take it all in. He had not even had George Jeffries on his mind. Yet in a city of around 10 million people, God had brought him to the man's door. The more he, the more he thought about it, the more he thanked God for so leading him. He called the night train for, for the channel ferry and traveled back via Belgium to his home in Germany. Herman and Mita were so glad to have their son home again and, and they all had much to talk about. But Reinhard did not mention his meeting with a great evangelist. A few, a few weeks later, Herman said, Reinhard, I have just received news that George Jeffries, a famous evangelist, had died. Reinhard was stunned. That cannot be surely. I saw him a few weeks ago on my way home. Then he shared with his father the story of that wonderful meeting. In the light of the great man's death, the encounter was seen to be even more remarkable. 25 years later, in August 1986, Ranhat conducted a campaign in Blanta, Malawi, named after the birthplace of Scotland, uh, named after the birthplace in Scotland of David Livingston. The great African missionary, missionary explorer, God so owned the, the, the ministry of his servant that the closing service, the crowds attending, had grown to over 150,000. Later on, in, the, in another year, another campaign followed in Lilongwe. And again, many thousands came to hear the gospel, of the, the gospel message. It was during this time that Reinhardt was deeply moved by certain staring words by Livingston over a century before in 1853 when in that same region. Future missionaries will be rewarded by conversions for every sermon. We are their pioneers and helpers. Let them not forget the watchmen of the night. We who worked when all was gloom and no evidence of success in the way of conversion cheered our, our path. They will doubtless have the light than we. But we served our master earnestly and proclaimed the same gospel as they will do. More than once. Are you still here? More than once, Reinhardt blazed across Africa. The Holy Spirit reminded him of the immeasurable debt he owed to the many watchmen of the night in whose steps he was treading. Most of them, like Livingston, were long dead. But as scripture says of Abel, they by faith still speak. 
However, in the providence of God, he had been allowed to meet one or two special watchmen of the 20th century. It was not until he was praying about the momentous decision to move to the center of his op- to move to move the center of his operations from Africa to Frankfurt in Germany that the Holy Spirit brought it very specially to his attention. Suddenly everything connected. God gave him a new realization about how we build on the people who have gone on before us. Those watchmen who faithfully carried the torch of truth in their generation, defied the darkness and handed on the button to those coming after after who to those coming after who were ready to respond to the call of God. People such as David Livingstone, Reese Howells, and George Jeffries, and he knew that in some way God had helped him to grasp a button. The greatness of the responsibility weighed heavily upon him. He must not fail. Wow. The more he thought back over that meeting with George Jeffries, the more he realized how God had planned it. Not only the amazing timing of it, so close to the end of the evangelist's life, not only as a German whose nation had been at war with Britain, only a few years before, not only on the day he had finished at college, but also with one of the greatest evangelists of this century. God had confirmed this calling. And this special experience seemed to cover him with an added mantling of power. Considering the incident under the direction of the Holy Spirit strengthened him and caused him to thank God for his guidance. But he was also enabled to keep it all in perspective. He knew that even the great George Jeffries, George Jeffries had made mistakes which had almost certainly limited his effectiveness in his later years. Nothing could ever distract from, that, from what the evangelist had achieved. But sadly, he had become involved in a dispute over judge over in a dispute over church government, which had ultimately caused the division in the Ellen movement and had also been up with another unprofitable diversion which led nowhere except to more controversy. It was a somber lesson. If so, great a man could make mistakes which marred his ministry, then what hopes for him? He prayed that God would continue to direct his paths and deliver him from ever being diverted from evangelism. None of God's servants is superhuman. And Reinhardt is aware that one day people may gloat over his, over his mistakes. We are what we are by the grace of God. An incident which could easily have puffed him up has served to keep him humbly away Aware of his need to watch and pray, the path of a successful evangelist is full of pitfalls. So that's the story of one Reinhard and the um, George Jeffries. Yes, just strolling in London, doing hop on, hop off. Then he hops off, and he finds himself in Clapham, 
He finds a name, he knocks on the door He gets a prayer And his life is never the same again His life, ministry Till his death Is never, is never the same Again And then, like, like you can see here He's saying that he prayed that God Will continue to direct his paths and, de- and deliver him From ever being Diverted from Evangelism you see, because, because without, without the key of concentration, you can easily be diverted out of your calling and the ministry into all sorts of things, all sorts of things for whatever, whatever, whatever reason. But he prayed. I, I remember, I remember I've met Rahad Bonki just once in a lift, in a lift in Lagos. Yes, in a lift in Lagos. And um, I'm telling you that for about 30 seconds in that left I didn't know who he was All I could see is that There's this man, this man looks familiar And I wasn't sure And I was, I was with um, I was with Bishop And we're all in the left In Sheraton Hotel in Lagos Yes, And we're all in the left going to our rooms So we entered the room and then this man comes in and I noticed the smile, but I was wondering, who is, who is this person? Who is, who is this person? And then suddenly, Bishop says hello to him. Says hello, hi, this. And they, they, they started talking. I mean, yeah. as they were talking, Bishop asked, I mean, he asked us, like, so he asked, who are we? So Bishop introduced a couple of us in the left to him. And then he just makes this, he has this huge fist. He just makes his fist up and says to us that, stay alive for Jesus. Stay alive for Jesus. The same preaching voice. <laughs> it's a, I mean, it's just, it's just wonderful to see such people. You know, I was reading about him once, and somebody was asking him um, how much. I can't remember the question, but his answer, his answer was that he spends over seven. He has spent in the ministry. To stay, I can't remember the question. I don't want to make up a question. But I remember the answer. The answer is that 70%, at least 70% of his efforts and battles in ministry is to stay on course as an evangelist. Yes. He spent at least 70%. It's like of all the things, your time, your energy, you would think that, oh, maybe he'll say, so winning or praying or this. He said, no. He spent at least 70% to fight to stay on course and to stay in the ministry. So a great deal, a great deal of the ministry, if you understand your calling and you see your calling and you see that you have received an anointing to serve God and to work for God, a great percentage of that thing will be your ability to stay on course and to remain a preacher and a minister. Because otherwise, before I realize, you become a lecturer. Yes, you become a lecturer and a speech giver with no salvation and no building of the kingdom. I see a very thin line between ministry and what looks like ministry, but it's not ministry. It's a very, it's a very, very thin line. And especially when you see the challenges in life and the needs in life, the need, the needs for, for, I don't know, popularity, fame, Money, whatever. I mean, call it anything. I mean, I mean, pastors. We come, we come under, we come under a lot of, a lot of pressure, a lot of pressure to do all sorts of things and to, 
you know, change and to change a lot of things. You know, because a lot of things look like ministry, but it is not ministry. Yes, it looks like it. It looks, it has the presentation of it. It's like we are doing this, but it is, it is not it. And then especially, especially, won't you, when you start admiring someone who is, who is rich, famous, popular, but does not have the spirit of God. Does not have the spirit of God. Which, which sometimes is one of the difficulties. Because how can you tell somebody that doesn't have the spirit of God? How can you tell who has the spirit of God? The scripture says that you shall know them by their fruits. Yes. You shall know them by their fruits. So there's a, there's a very thin line. Before that someone has switched out of the ministry. Out of it. So when I hear the words of people like evangelist. Uh, Reinhard Bonke saying that. I spent at least 70% of my energy. Is to stay on course. It's just to stay on course. That I'm called to be an evangelist. I just need to preach the gospel of Christ. I mean, you see, you see people like um, um, Billy Graham. They preach salvation to their death. They never change. They never, they never change or dive into anything. You see someone like um, Papa Hagen, Kenneth Hagen, same. You, you, you will travel miles and hours to attend his um, 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 conference. When you get there, he stands there and says that um, in the mornings, I'm coming to talk about prayer. In the evenings, I'm going to talk about faith. Let's open to two openings. Uh, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18, and John chapter 15, verse, uh, I can't remember, verse 7 or verse something like that. That's it. These are the two verses. I'm coming to talk about prayer. And you will talk about prayer from Tuesday to Friday night. And in the morning, he will talk about faith from Tuesday to Friday. Every day, every day. Faith, every, he will start ABCs of faith. And he will talk like that. You see, you see these are people, when you see it, you, may, you know, in, in, um, in the new world, in the new moves, you will think that, oh, this person is not deep. Or oh, he hasn't got a revelation. He hasn't got anything new. But rather, what he has is tenacity, stamina, and a deep level of obedience to stay with the call to stay with it that to stay you see, when, you say, when you stay with the call you stay with the message you stay with the message that God has because God gives everybody a message everybody has a message that God has given them to preach to share to teach and to flow so they stay these are people who stay they have stayed with the message that was given to them they never felt tired or felt the message or the power of God has expired or is no more necessary for this. They stayed with the message. I have great admiration for people who stay. You can say the person just is just staying with what God has given him. And you, and you should see, you should see um, Papa Hagen's meetings. You should see the power and the manifestation of the spirit as the person is just talking about ABCs of faith. You see angels, angels appearing and guiding him, guiding him to people. You see supernatural word of knowledge, a manifestation of prophecies. As a person is just remaining and staying faithful to the message that God has given to him. That just stay with the message, not under pressure to impress anybody or to do or to do, I mean, I don't know, to do anything extra. It's like, this is what God has given me. And I'm staying with it and I'm moving on with it. It's a great blessing to be able to stay. I just, I just, as I was reading through 
this line, this line about Reinhard Bonke just struck me. He prayed that God will continue to direct his paths and deliver him from ever being diverted from evangelism. All the things that I read, this is the thing that has struck me most. That I will not be diverted from evangelism. I will not, be, I will not change course. I will not change course. That I can, I will have the ability to maintain the aim and sustain the aim. It's a blessing. The next person I want to read to you about. I hope you are not bored. Don't worry, I know you are not. I know you are not. It's Kenneth Hagen and Smith Wigglesworth. Okay. The following is an excerpt from Kenneth E. Hagen's book, Understanding the Anointing. Notice how the anointing flows from one, one great man to another. Frequently, frequently, frequently when some great man for when some great man or woman of God passes off the scene like Elijah did, you will hear preachers say, I wonder upon whom his mantle will fall. We've all heard that said. But just because we've heard something said and have repeated it, often doesn't make it so. Something isn't so just because we thought it's so. I want you to see something here. That can hinder you from entering into the blessings God wants you to have. In 1947, I picked a religious periodical. A red Smith Wigglesworth had gone to be with the Lord at age 87. I felt a great loss. I remember I went into my church and fell across the altar. I didn't know the man personally, but I had read about him constantly, actually wearing his books, out, wearing his books out until something from, from him rubbed off on me. We are talking about catch the anointing. Okay. So he's saying that he can read, he can read the books of Smith Wigglesworth until, this, this, this is his language, until something rubbed off on him. As he's reading the books, he read the books until something wrapped off on him. That is, that means that until he received an impartation, we'll call it an anointing from the book, from the page. I don't know whether you've ever experienced that. Sometimes you you are you are just reading a book, and then suddenly the pages of the book come alive. You will see that now the Holy Spirit is present, like He said, He will be present to teach you all things. And then suddenly you see, you see, you see the, the, those lines. You just see a few lines. The book, it starts sizzling. Like a hot plate in a Chinese restaurant. It starts sizzling. The lines start sizzling. There's lines come alive. In a moment. In a moment, it comes alive. And you see that now God is ministering to you just from these few lines. So you see the language he is using here is that I would actually wear out the books until something from it wraps off on me so i can i can imagine the state of the book because those those days there were no ipads there are no ipads to read from the from 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 an ipad so it will be hard copy books i can imagine the state of the book a book that has been read and 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 read it's like some of the bibles we used to have yes 
I kept some of my hard copy, hard, hard um, copy Bibles because it, it, remi- it reminds me, it reminds me of some good times. It reminds me of some good times. I remember Bibles that are underlined, so there's nowhere to underline anymore. So at a point, at a point, I stopped underlining my Bible because I said, soon this Bible, when you open it, I can't even tell which one is special because everywhere it's underlined. Yes. The, 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 you said the Bible looks tired Especially Bibles have been used in the heat And in sweat Because when you carry it for a while You can't hold it anymore You have to put it under your arm Yes So, so it absorbs It has absorbed almost everything that it can absorb Yes He says until something from the book he's reading Wraps off on him you, you, you feel an emptiness A vacuum When a man of God of that caliber leaves A man who had 23 people raised from the dead In his ministry People asked I wonder on whom his mantle will fall In my ignorance I too thought that The mantle is the anointing And it would fall at random On somebody But that's not correct The mantle symbolizes the anointing As we saw earlier You get the same anointing By association Environment And influence No doubt You will be led led of the Lord To follow certain ministers But there are certain things That ministers need to be warned about In this regard I'm in my 49th year of ministry. Wow. May you also see 49 years in ministry. You, you, stumble, you stumble upon a few things in 49 years. If you are going to follow somebody, be sure you are following the Lord. If they get off a little, just a little, don't follow that. Mm-hmm. Learn faith from them But don't follow them too closely Remember these three things First, have the call of God on your life Second, follow the Lord Jesus He is the head of the church Very, very closely Third, if you want the same type of ministry someone else has Follow that ministry Closely If the desire for it Is in your heart It's usually because God put it there But that mantle Will not fall on you automatically Like ripe cherries Of a tree It's, It sounds like Papa. I, I, As I'm reading I can even hear his voice Saying these things It, sound, it sounds just like It sounds like things that he will say So I'll read, I'll read this last part again He say, he, say, he started by saying that I'm in my 49th year of ministry. You stumble upon a few things in 49 years. After he has said, after he has said, um, where is that? He said that, he said that, I didn't know the man personally, but I had read about him constantly, actually wearing his books out until something rubbed off on me. So there he says that in reading, he catches an anointing. 
in the grace. Then he says that he's in, in his 49th year of ministry. They say you will stumble upon a few things in 49 years. You know, so you will learn some things, you will discover some things, you would, you would, you, you would see some things in 49 years of ministry, you will see some things. Then he says that if you are going to follow somebody, if you are going to follow somebody, go follow somebody, going to follow a ministry, say you're going to catch an anointing. He's saying that be sure they are following the Lord. If they get off a little, then he says, just a little. Don't follow that. Don't follow the off going. Like on a lighter note, I was saying that you see somebody wearing a suit without socks. Even if you follow such a person, if you you are into fashion, you follow such a thing, don't follow that thing. So you see, in other words, in other words, following, following is not a blind thing. It's not a blind thing. It's, it's not a mindless thing. No, I just follow mindlessly, mindlessly. I'm just following. I'm just going after something. Well, no matter what is there, I'm also, I'm also going to do it. That that is not that is that is nothing that the Bible teaches. So he says that learn faith from them. But don't follow them too closely. That is those who have gone off a little bit. A little bit. That's why I also don't believe in discovering someone's divisions and someone's failures and making news out of it. Follow their faith. Have they not done great things? Is that not why, is that not why even a mistake about the person is even news? It's because, it's because of the person's successes. So follow the successes and pray for yourself. That you will not make such a mistake. But don't make news out of your fellow brother's failings. Don't make news out of it. Don't help Satan. Don't help Satan to spread negative things. Okay. Let me stay with my readings. He said, but don't follow them too closely. Remember that he says that. Remember these three things. First, first, have the call of God on your life. So make sure that you have a calling. Like the scripture says, no man taketh this honor upon himself unless he's called of God, as was Aaron. If you are called of, if you are called of God, you will have that honor. You will have the, you will have the honor of being a minister in the gospel. If you are called. If you are called. So make sure you are called. If there's any question we ask people before pastoral appointments or even before becoming a shepherd, is that are you called? Do you think you are called? It's a question we would ask. It's a question I remember, I remember Bishop asking me in 1992. Do you think you are called? Because as for the call, nobody can do it. I, may, I will see you um, um, very zealous, active, and around, and I'll, I would assume, oh, you are called. This person can do well in the ministry, but I need to hear from you that you too, what do you think? What do you think? If you don't think so, we part company. Yes. If you don't think so, we part. Or maybe I'll try and explain to you that maybe you're a bit naive of what the call means. So I'll try and explain to you what the call is and what the, what the signs are and what it, is, what it means to be called. I'll try and explain it to you. But after that, it's your decision. It's your decision. Now, I'll never put a gun to your head and say, come and be appointed as a pastor. No. Yes. I'll explain to you why, why I think you are called and give you the signs 
Maybe you've not seen it. So I'll just point this in. Maybe that, that's what it is. Like Samuel was, uh, uh, was it Samuel? It was Samuel who was being called. He didn't know, he didn't know what was happening to him. And, uh, was it Eli? Eli had to tell him that what you're experiencing is the call of God. Is the call of God. What you experience is the call of God. It's not because what you experience, you think it's just natural and it's man. So anytime he's called, then he runs to Eli. Say, Eli, you are calling me. Say, it's, not, it's, not, it's not man who is calling you. Maybe that's all you know. You just know the call of man. And the appointments of man. But there's the call of God. Yes, there's a call of God. That may sound, that may sound just like a call, a call of man or an invitation of man. Or a natural thing. It may sound like a natural thing. But it's very divine. What looks so natural to you is very divine and very supernatural. There, I mean, most if, like like the like the word. It's an English word, supernatural. It's natural, but it's super. It's a little different. It's a little different from the natural, but it's a natural thing that is happening. It's a natural thing, and most most divine things have a natural format. Yes. And that is why sometimes you need the Eli's to explain to you that well, this one is supernatural. It looks natural, but it's supernatural. You, you feel you're hearing something, but it is the call of God. It is the call of God. It is God. So next time you hear it, say, say to the Lord rather that speak, Lord. Speak, Lord. Don't come. Don't say, don't say Eli, did you call me? Next time you, you, you have such an encounter, know that it is the Lord. It is the Lord. Okay, so he says that make sure that you have the call of God on your life. Secondly, follow, follow the Lord Jesus. He is the head of the church. Then he says very, very closely, never, never lose sight of Christ in your life. Never, 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 never. That's what, that's what Apostle Paul said. He said, he said follow me as I follow Christ. Follow me as I follow Christ. Follow me as I follow Christ. So even though you are following the person, you, you, you have to keep, you know, it's like you are driving and trying to um, overtake. You keep going a bit to the right to see that. Is, is he still following Christ? Okay, Christ is still there. Okay, let's go. Let's go. Okay, okay, it's Christ. Okay, Christ is there. Is he still teaching Christ? Okay, yes. Okay, we are going. We are going. He's ahead of me, so I have to stay behind him. He's ahead, so let's go. Let's go. Okay, it's Christ. Okay, yes, Christ is there. And then suddenly you see the person make a turn. You say, no, 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 no. Me, it's Christ I'm following. No. I'm following. You've gone left. Go to your left. I'm going straight. And please, as he's gone left, don't say anything. Don't say anything. Because you also don't know what you're going to meet on the way. Don't say anything. Don't start going on Instagram and Twitter. To go and comment on somebody who has gone left. You don't know where you will go. God forbid. May you never fall. Yes. Don't start talking and discussing. Yes, because you don't you don't know you don't know how the person got into that state. You don't know. Okay. Anyway, thank you. So now, so he says that follow the Lord Jesus, follow the Lord Jesus, because he's the head of the church, and he says follow him very very two verys very very closely. And then third, if you want the same type of ministry someone else has, follow that ministry closely. Follow, you see, when you're following a ministry, a ministry has 
different components and different aspects. There are, there are different sides to the, to the ministry. So he said, follow the ministry very, very close. And it takes, it takes a lot of humility and patience to follow a ministry. Even to, even to, even to really discover what they do. Even to really discover what they do and to learn what they do. It takes, it takes a while. It takes humility. It takes a certain, a certain level of humility. Like, almost, like, almost like abandoning yourself. It's like you are actually abandoning yourself to something. That's why I say, you know, I'm not saying it's a, it's a right thing or a good thing. But I don't think I, have, I follow more than one person in my ministry. But that is me. That's what I'm saying. It's not, it's not like a recommendation. Because I can see that. I can see that to even... Of course, I read, I read other books. I, learn, I read other books. I learn from other people. See, but when I say following, following a learning, I'm telling you, I don't even have one. I don't even have one and a half fathers. Oh, yes. I have thrown myself everything. Everything. That's it. Everything is where I am. That's me. That's me. Everything. I've thrown everything. Yes. Bishop Patrick, you're welcome. I think there's a seat here. Bring him right here. Next to, next to Sister Philippa. Yes. Okay. Are you there? Yes. Everything. You know, when I take uh, Bishop Dag. Who is the only father that I have in the ministry? Everything. He has, he has bought me. I remember he took me to Tulsa. He bought, he bought for me every, every single book that Papa Hagen has ever written. He bought all. He bought all personally and gave it to me. That take. Not Makairos. He bought for, he bought for me every single book that Bishop Dag, I said Bishop Dag, Papa Hagen has ever written. Yes, everything. He bought it for me. I have it all. I have all in my house. I still have it today. Every single book. Every single. He took me to the bookshop. The bookshop didn't have it. He took me to, he took me to their office. They had some office. They said, okay, some can be ordered and everything. Okay, we are here for one week. Will it be ready? He said, yes, they can get it ready. So they put the package together. He said, yeah. Say, here, Pastor Richard, here. This is for you. I bought it for you. This. Every single book. That's the investment. Another set of books he bought for me is every single book that Derek Prince has ever written. He bought all for me as well. So the full pack of Derek Prince said, take. And he added all his audio messages. All of Derek Prince's audio messages. Yes. That's the investment he's made in me. All of Papa Hagen. All. So, so you see, sometimes, sometimes, when you are following a ministry closely, you, you really, I mean, well, I'm giving this example to say that you go to extents. Extents that such that even your workers around you, your workers around you should even see what you believe in and what you, you stand for. What you stand for. So, is this, I, 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 was, I, was in, I was in Hungary a um, couple of weeks ago, not last week, the week before. This. And I saw some of these pastors. I mean, there was one particular pastor, he brought... He brought 70 of his church workers 
And he bought for each one of them, each one of them, a Macarius. You see, as he was doing it, I remembered, I remembered Bishop with us in Tulsa. He gave every, everything, everything, every one of you, I'm giving you, I'm giving you this. It's like, it's like, there is no shame. It's like, this is what I'm following and this is what we are all going for. And he gives, he gives me a, a testimony. He tells me that, look, his church is different too. I was not, I was not, he was not the one hosting us this time. He was, he lives about two hours away. He said, look, my church is different. The thing is different. It's, he said, it's different from the last time you came to have a conference with us. He said, it's different. So he said, this thing. So you, you see him, you see him talking to the other pastors passionately, passionately and telling that, look, if you're, it's like, if this is what you want to eat, eat it properly. Follow it properly. Abandon yourself or you are not really, you are just, you know, it's like we are just around and you are just fellowshipping and flowing and things. Because, you know, again, when Prophet Bishop is talking about Papa Hagen, it's just, this is where he received an anointing from. This is what he believes in. When he takes us, I said, these are the books. This is it. This is it. Take all. He said, he, this is what he has eaten. Take all. Have it. Eat what I eat. Eat what I've eaten that has given me what I have. <laughs> so I have, I have he gave everything Papa Hagen I have. He gave me everything on Derek Prince. Everything on Derek Prince. And then there are other authors that he'll give me one or two books here and there. I mean, he literally gives. He will literally buy it with his money. Not like not like some official things. I mean. Buy for and say, this is for you. This book, you see a book. Have you seen this book? Oh, I think I think you should get this book. Read it. That is that is following. That is following and following very very close because following. I think that following. I think that following from a distance is almost a waste of time. Yes, it's almost a waste of time. I, w- I wouldn't go places that I don't believe in what's happening there. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't pass by at all because I would not like to go anywhere that I will criticize anything. No, I w- you, you won't see me there. If you've ever looked for me in some places and you didn't see me there, yeah, either because I didn't know that anything is happening there or because I don't want to be involved. But if I get involved, if I get involved, oh, I'll, I'll even travel with you. You can ask, you can ask all the Little children, all the people around me. If I'm going somewhere, we go. I'll tell you that this, this is what it is. We all go. We all go. We, all, we will all go. We will all go. We all see. We will all eat. We will all be baptized in the same sea. We will drink the same sea water. That is following Nepal. So, as Papa Hagen is recommending here, he's saying that if, if you want the same ministry, the, the same type of ministry, that someone else has. Follow that ministry closely. And I'm just trying to show us. Sometimes ways of following closely. To be able to receive something. And have something. There's a, ah, another person is. Um, Pastor Cho Korea. Saying. All books. All books. That one maybe not all messages. But there's some particular set of messages. On church growth. Collect. Take. Or have. All books, all messages. Yes. Not all messages, some messages. That is following. 
that is fallen, and that is someone who is fallen. The recommendation is to him and to his disciples. Him and his disciples. Him and all the people around him. That's that we are all eating and we are all receiving from this. And we are all go, we are going all out. Hey. If the desire for it is in your heart, it is usually because God put it there. So you see that God may not have put it in your heart to receive from some places, but God has put it in your heart to, to receive some uh, from other places. It's like desire, desire, interest. It's a very spiritual, supernatural thing. Desire, that I'm interested in this. I like what I see. I like what I see. It's like, it's like you see something, like you like what you see. So as you also see something, you don't really like it. I mean, it's like, yeah, it's nice, but you know, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's nice, but you know, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, like some food. You see the food, you say, oh, this, the food is nice, but yeah. And then you see some food, you see that, no. Even the way you sit behind the food is different. Yes. Because you know that this one, I really want to get to the bottom of it. Only get to the it's like some messages. You hear the message. Someone said, oh, the message was very, very, very powerful. When you hear it, you are wondering which part is powerful. You are not getting it. You are not, you are not getting it. But somebody is, is saying, oh, it's very, very, very. Sometimes, sometimes I finish preaching, someone is telling me that it was very, very powerful. And I'm wondering, eh, really? I mean, sometimes I feel like, you know, I don't need encouragement. So I'm okay. If you feel like encouraging me, you know, just, you just relax. But you see, somebody is also like, look, this message, man, I'm dying. It's there. Because God has put it in them. God has put it in them. God has stirred up that desire, interest, and even understanding of that message to change something and to help. It is God who puts it in the heart. The next pair for our third pair. This first session, I said I'm reading testimonies, okay? I'm reading testimonies. <laughs> the next pair is Benny Hain and Catherine Coleman. Yes. It's when you see testimonies and, you, and there are people that you know, it puts everything beyond any question and doubt. When someone says, you can't catch an anointing. Because somebody can say that you can't catch an anointing is not caught. Anointing is not caught. Anointing is, I don't know, I don't know what, what it is, but it's like, you know. but you will see, you will see graces and anointings that have been passed on by people. It's not, it's not, it's not by accident. It's not by accident that it has happened. So, Benihin and Catherine Coleman. Benihin is another example of someone who has caught the anointing. In his book, Good Morning Holy Spirit. He shares about how he received an impartation into his life through the ministry of Catherine Kuhlman. He described how he attended a Catherine Kuhlman miracle service and how the Holy Spirit touched him at that meeting. Beautiful. In scripture, the similarities between the ministries of Elijah and Elisha are indicative of similarity of the similarity of the anointing on their lives. This is what gives us the authority to examine the similarities between different ministries today. Elisha asked for a double portion of the anointing, 
that was in Elijah, and that was on Elijah, and he got it. I think that's Bible. That Elisha asked for it, and he got it. He got it, isn't it? He got it. Yes, he asked, and he got it. I'm always, the scripture, I'm always happy when I read about is when God said to Moses, that gather to me 17 people, and I'll come and take off the spirit that's on you. Put. Anytime I see it, I, I just say to myself, heaven is very advanced, though. Because it's, it's recent times that we sit, we sit somewhere with our phone and then we transfer money. God has been transferring things since the days of, I mean, he transfers. He transfers anointings. We are now, I mean, discovering that technology. It has existed. I don't know what else is in heaven that, you know, has not reached earth yet. We are not trans. We say you are wiring, you are wiring money, you are transferring money. I mean, it's just recently that's like we sit, we we sit, and we. I mean, yes, yeah. I mean, I go when I go to church. When we go to church, like first lap, I mean, it's cashless. Yes, you pass baskets round, uh, the basket will come empty. But everybody has given an offering. Everybody has given an offering. Everybody gets. So say offering time. Say everybody is holding their phones. Everybody is holding their phones. Sending, sending figures out. <laughs> God said. God said to Moses, "I bring the seventy elders, and I'll cap, and I'll wire, I'll wire the anointing that is on your head. I'll wire it onto them, and they will work with you. They will stand with you and work with you." Yes, they'll stand with you and work with you. So, as for anointing sharing, I don't know. It would take it would take something to convince me that it doesn't exist. Yes, anointing sharing, and anointing passing on, and that this one has caught an anointing from here. I think it would. I don't. I don't know what it would take for for me to be discouraged from it, especially after my personal experience and personal experience. I mean, it would take. It would take me be putting me back in my mother's womb and bringing me back into the world when I don't know anything. Then I'll, I'll say, oh yes, maybe what you're saying is true. But anointing sharing, there are scriptures. Script- this is my most exciting one. When I see, when I see this one, I, just, I, I always do sign of the cross. Lord, I thank you that there's something like anointing can be taken and shared. Because people have anointings. People have it. If you, if you have eyes for anointing, you see that people carry Big, big anointing. People carry big anointings. But sometimes when I sit there and I look at them, I, I'll say, oh God, can't I get small of this one? Can I, can I get a little bit of this thing? Just a, a, just a drop. Sometimes, I ask, sometimes my prayer is that I ask for a drop. I'll say, God, that's a, that's a drop. You see, when I ask for a drop, I picture, I picture a glass of water. Then you put a drop of ink in. The whole water changes color. Yes. So when I ask a drop, I know that the drop will change everything. Everything will be different. Everything. That's a drop like that. That's a drop. If I can get a drop like that, everything will be different. Everything will not be the same. Anyway, let's finish reading Benny Hinn and Catherine Coleman. I think I was getting excited. <laughs> okay. Consequently, consequently, Elijah did 16 miracles, but Elisha performed 32. Double portion. Okay. 
Elisha performed. So you see that if you have, if you catch, if you catch an anointing on church growth, you will see growth. You will see, you, you will see growth. If you catch a lot of church growth, you will see growth. That's what you will see the exact specific anointing that you went for, that you targeted, and God gave you by His grace, by His grace and mercy. God, God gave you, I mean, God gave it to you. You will see the exact effect. If you want anointing for miracles, you will see the exact effect. Exact, exact effect. I, I don't know. I don't know whether uh, Bishop has shared it publicly before, but when he talks about even moving into the miracle anointing, miracles for miracles, he, he, he shares an experience he had and how he followed. How, how he followed someone close. I mean, he followed closely. I'm telling. He said, "Followed anything that following means." He did it. And had an, an encounter, an experience. Now there, you see the power. You see the, you see the exact, the exact thing that this one has in the ministry. That is what is happening. Yes, I was with him in Colombia, Barranquilla in Colombia. I was with him. I was on stage. I was with him in an eighty thousand seater stadium. Three tiers. Three tiers. Yes, three tiers. And one, and one of one of the one of the nights, the wheelchairs, the wheelchairs were like, if you understand athletics, the wheelchairs were like where they start they start the two hundred meter race to the finishing line, arranged on the tracks like that, because the stage was somewhere in the middle, so arranged on the tracks like that, all the way, like side side by side, side by side like that, arranged long, that to the point you should see you should see people. Popping out of wheelchairs. They, they pop out as though there's a, a, a button that you press and then ejects. They pop out because you'll be preaching. Next, next you hear somebody shouting. People are shouting. Then at a point on the stage, you see the wheelchairs arranged. You know when the people, because when the people can, they say they don't want the wheelchair anymore. They say, we don't, we don't need this thing anymore. That's why you see them push. It's like now they are pushing the wheelchair. You see, walking on the stage with the wheelchairs like that. I was standing and I said, wow, this is a new day. This is a new day. This is like 1999, the year 2000, about over 20 years ago. In Colombia. Barranquilla, Colombia. Yes. You should see the power. It's like, it's like five days, five days of miracle crusade. It's as though God decides that today is going to be ice. Tomorrow is going to be cripples. So you see, we go today. Eyes, everybody that is coming say, I couldn't see, I can't see, I can't see, I could see, I can't see, I could see. Like that, you see them. Morning, morning sessions. <laughs> morning sessions, evening sessions. It's, uh, it was just fantastic and amazing. But, but there, there you will see what you are looking. When you look at it closely, you said, no, this thing, I've seen, I've seen this anointing at work somewhere before. See this anointing at work somewhere before. Walking by wheelchairs like that. May you catch an anointing. Yes. Anointing can be caught. Yes. I hope I'm wet. I'm wetting your appetite enough. I'm wetting your appetite enough that when you see something somewhere, you see, I know this thing, this thing, I must get it. This thing, I must get it. This, I must get it. Yes. 
Elisha performed exactly twice as many miracles as Elijah did, just as Elijah did. And this, and this is because he had a double portion of Elijah's anointing. The miracles of the two ministers were also similar. Both of them were involved in declaring families, in declaring famines in their communities. Both of them experienced the miracle of a young boy being resurrected from the dead. At one point in their ministry, Elijah and Elisha were both involved in drying up the river Jordan. Wow. Can you imagine drying up the Thames River? Dr. Entry. (laughs) That the river is dry. That's been dry. It's how you cross over. Yes. There's no transport because of heat wave and everything. You need need to move from this side of London to the other side. They say, who is this man? You just get to the the Thames. Then you dry up the Thames. Then you cross over. When you finish, they say, what? I come back. Hey! Hey. (laughs) But now BBC will be chasing you all over the place. (laughs) Both of them dried up the river Jordan. Another important similarity is that they both gave accurate prophetic utterances which came to pass. My observation of the ministry of Benihin leaves me with no doubt that he has indeed received something through the ministry of Catherine Coleman. Simply put, I believe that Benihin caught the anointing that was on Catherine Coleman. There are many similarities between the ministries of Benihin and Catherine Coleman. These similarities are proof that the same kind of mantle which was on Catherine Coleman is now on Benihin. Beautiful. The large crowds that gather at Benihin's miracle services are reminiscent of the kinds of audiences that Catherine Kuhlman once drew. He even likes having houses uh, meetings in a particular hall that Catherine Kuhlman had in, I think somewhere in Pittsburgh. Yes. He, he, always, he always speaks about it very passionately, very passionately. That place, that place, Pittsburgh, like, it's like some real special place. Hmm. When you have an experience somewhere, you, you will never forget that place. Yes. Yes. You will never, you never forget. You can't forget it. You can't forget it. Yes. You can't forget it. I can't, I can't forget, I can't forget uh, going deeper and doing more camp in, uh, in, uh, in Maryland. Maryland in the United States. As, as Prophet was preaching. So you know, you know that book, Going Deeper and Doing More, it's it does something to me, this book. Going deeper and doing more. Because I was in the camp. Again, I'm sure it's about 18, if not almost 20 years ago. Yes. And as I was sitting there, as I was sitting there, it was pretty, you know, you know how sometimes it gets in the afternoons and everything seems dead and sleepy. Yes, it was that kind of, even though everybody is listening, nobody is asleep, everybody is listening. But the atmosphere is different. It's different. And he's, he was talking. Bishop was talking and preaching. Preaching. I was sitting somewhere there. I came the corner. And he was walking up and down. Suddenly, suddenly, right here on my forehead. Right here on my forehead. I felt drops. You know, you know when you are frying chicken or frying fish. Those of you who have fried something before. Not air fryer. With oil. In an open. Yes. And the oil begins to spit. Yes, it spits on your face. You can feel, you can feel it. That's like yes. So it's like this one was like 
I don't know why I called it oil. I mean, I called it oil because it was burning. It was burning. He was not near me. He was not laying hands on me. Was not, I, I, I don't even think he was standing in front of me. He was walking somewhere. Was this a preacher? Sadly, it's like right here on my forehead. The oil was spitting on me. It's like that. Droplets. The more he spoke, the more I felt the oil. Droplets of oil on my forehead. And I kept wiping it off. I kept wiping. The more I wiped, the more it was coming. It's like, it's dead, it's dead. Then it stopped. I didn't understand what it was. I was wondering what is happening to me here. But I believe I was receiving an anointing. Yes. I was receiving an anointing. I was. I, it, it, it cannot, it's not a joke. Yes. Then we were, then we were at a camp. We were at a camp in uh, Mampon. Um, what was it called? Hard followers. Hard followers camp. Yes. Okay, he was preaching. That one. That one, I, I believe the Lord, the Lord told me what it was. So that one, I'm aware of it. I see, I see it. Any, any hall I enter into to preach, I see it. Including today. Yes. Any hall I see it. It gives me, it gives me a certain peace and relaxation. Yes. Because I remember that when it had happened, this experience I'm about to share with you, when that happened, and I was going for a bit. I remember I was, I was really praying to God. Pacing up and down. In the small room. You know this room that you walk just about five steps. That you have to turn around. And at the point of walking it becomes faster. It's like I was really praying. And the Lord just said to me. Have you forgotten about that thing? It's, it's, it's almost like what, what's your problem? What's your problem? It's like relax. This is, not, this is not what you should be praying for now. I was standing there. Hard followers come. We all start, you know, you know how joint preaching and we all stand and as we go to the stage, the, this. I don't know how I missed it. I stood up, but before I realized everybody had gone to the front and had left me there. Or because I move with the people that I'm sitting with. Oh, we, are, we all go, yes. So I remember Bishop was preaching and then he just started backing up. He backed up onto the stage, like that, backed up onto the stage. And he lifted up his hands, it's blessing us. Then suddenly the ceiling opened. Yes, I saw. I saw it open. It opened in a circle, like by like the size of the pillar. In the thing, it's like a, somebody cut through it like this, and I saw light coming there, right on top of my head. It started raining. It started raining. I started. I started feeling water falling on me, and again I was wiping my head because then I looked. There were two brothers. One brother well, was one bishop to my left and one bishop to my right. They too, they had not gone. They were standing there. And the others, you know, are surrounded. So I started looking at them, whether they, it's also raining on them. And I realized that they were, they were just standing there looking at Bishop and said, whatever is being said. And here I was, experiencing the rain. I said, my Lord and my God. That one right after that, I was told what it is. Yes. It hasn't failed. It hasn't failed. Catching the anointing doesn't fail. Catching the spirit doesn't fail and of all comes that it could be in it was hard followers follow hard follow hard following hard you know it was it was it was this morning it was this morning i was sitting in, in, in my room that i remembered that that prophet has bought books for me before and i said you know i started thinking to myself what does it mean what does it mean that he has bought books for me that this author that I'm for is like 
I want you to read everything of his. Everything. Have it. That he has, in, apart from preaching, teaching, he has invested in me. It's like, have this thing. Have this one too. Have it. Have it. I actually started thinking of, uh, of, of some of my um, pastors and people around that. What, what, what am I supposed to also do for them? Yes. Is there something I need to do for them? Yes. Is there something I need to do for them? Yes. Because I'm sure I've, I've given all of them a carries. Yes. So I started wondering to myself, what, what, what is there? What is there to do? But anointings can be transferred and can be received. And when you receive it, I'm telling you, it's like the thing is like magic. When you receive it, you see it practically changing your ministry. Practically. 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 Changing this ministry. You know, unfortunately, you know, people talk about pandemic. Unfortunately, people have been affected. People's churches have been affected by the pandemic and whatnot. But two weeks ago when we were in Hungary, Bishop Kiku was there. It's a church. I thought I've been to the church like twice already. But they said, no, this is only the second time I'm coming there. The second time I'm coming there. This is someone whose program I've canceled. I said, I can't come. I said, okay, I'll wait for you to come. You know, after pandemic, when I went, I, I, I was also surprised. I was also surprised. I was also, I was also surprised that the church has doubled. Oh, yes, the church has doubled. When I first went there, just at one service, that, that would be, um, which year went, 2022. So it must have been 2019 or 2020. No, 20, 2020 will be pandemic. So 2019. 2019 was the first time, first and only time I've been there. I just went there again two weeks ago. The church has doubled. And he, he keeps, you know, these people, when they, are, when they are even introducing me, they don't talk about me. They talk about Bishop Dag. Then they say one of his um, um, people are here. Yes, one of, one of his people are here. In fact, in, Lat- in Latvia, he spoke. The man, uh, he said, he said, it's time. He said, it's time to preach. So he told the interpreter, tell him it's time to preach. He's, he's coming up. He went to stand there and was talking for about thirty minutes, and it was being translated to me for thirty minutes. For thirty minutes, he was talking about Bishop Dag and his books and what his writings has done in the church for thirty minutes. He was talking and talking. When he finished at the end, my intro, my, my, whatever was about me was in one line. He just said, he just said, one of his, the translator, this, these are the words of the translator. He says, one of his servants is here. And if he's a servant of Bishop Dag, then we know that he has something to give to us. So let's stand up and welcome him. That was my introduction. Finish. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. He said, if he's, a, he's one of his servants are here. And if he's a servant and he's been that close to Bishop Dad, then he has something to give to us today. So stand up to your feet and let's, and let's welcome him. Yes. The same. This other person that I, I, I went to, the same. You talk about Bishop Dad, talk about this book, you talk about that, talk about this. Every, every worker in his church, you say, every worker in his church, you must, you must have. You must have Macarius. You must have it. You, can, you, cannot, you cannot not have it. Everywhere. And the church has doubled. He told me that he told me that he now has, he told me that he now has sitting now. He said, I think he said he has four services now. And I told him that no, I can't stay for all four. I can't stay for all four. I can only do two. Because my flight is at 5 p.m. 
So I can't stay for all four. All four means that the service ends around five o'clock. I said, no, I can do two. So which two? We should choose the two. So he said, okay, first and second. I said, no problem. I will do first and second. I was surprised. First, the hall is full. And I was wondering, is this man sure that he has people for the next service? Because this is, this is what I know. This, what, what I saw is that this is what I know. I know so this is the church with a little extra. That the church looks fuller. And then come and see the second service. Far more than the first. Packed, 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 packed and spilling over. Yes. He, he told me that the anointing. He said the anointing for growth. These are his words and his testimonies. He said the anointing for growth. He said it works. It's real. And it's working. He said, it's working. He said, he said, he said to me, I don't know when next you will come back. I don't know when next you will come back. I, I don't mind having you again. This is when he said, I said, okay, so we can plan next. He said, oh, I don't know whether this year is possible. I said, no, no problem. We will see. We'll talk later. But he said, he said, the anointing is real. It's like someone who has thrown himself into something and thrown himself at something. So you sometimes when you see the children of the, of the, of, of the house, Staggering to receive what they have to receive. Sometimes it's sad. Yes. Staggering. It's, it's, a, it's, like, it's like we want something else. We see something else. Instead of anointing, you see offerings. Yes. Instead of anointing, you see, you see shoes. Instead of anointing, you see trousers and you see shirts. Instead of, looking, instead of looking for the spiritual spirit church and when you see church spirit a spirit is at work as we are as we are standing here this morning it's, it's a spirit that's at work a spirit is at work because try it i can i can i can pay i, I said to, i said to an, an orangu once that i'll pay for a hall for you for one year yes i'll pay for a hall for you one year and maybe that is what will make you have a respect for God and for what God does. As I'll pay for as I'll pay for all for I'll pay for um, advertisements for you. I'll pay all for you. Yes. Since you feel like, I mean, we are equals. Yes. As I'll pay, I'll pay everything for us. Um, that's my offer for you. As you are going, that's my offer. Yes. Anyway, sit down. Let's finish reading. He said, I'm not sharing these things so that you sit back and say, wow, I wish I was Benny Hinn. I am not sharing these things for you to marvel over the things that great men of God have experienced. I am trying to show you a principle that can work for you. You can be anointed. You can catch an anointing. You can also receive great spiritual gifts if you understand the principles that govern the receiving of an anointing. The work is so much that God needs several anointed people to go forth with his word. I do not believe that the anointing is for a special few. It is for you if it is for you and me. It is for you and me if we are prepared to pay the price. Yes. I also don't think the anointing is for few people. It is for those who are prepared to pay the price to receive it. It is for them. And, it's, and you see, it comes on them. It comes on them. You see, it comes on them. It comes on the humble ones, 
the desirous ones, the eager ones who keep saying, this is what I want. This is the anointing that I want. This are, before you realize, I don't know, it's like magic. Before you realize, things around them are changing. Their ministry is changing. Things are, before they are, they are doing things that they saw, that this one, I can see it and I can do it. Like church planting. I believe one of the anointing on uh, 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 Bishop is church planting. Church planting missions. It, it, it happens as though it's, you know, as though it's a joke, but it's an anointing. And you see, anybody who takes interest, the next thing you see, you see that the person is, is walking in the same things. Walking in the same, in the same. And that is why, you see, he has a heart for exposing more and more and more and more and more. That's why you see that yesterday, the book that we launched, The Gifts of Government. It's almost like, no, to, to even have a certain type of ministry. You may think that it's just Sunday morning preaching. But it's not just Sunday morning preaching. There's a strong administrative backup. Which again is an anointing. If you, if you, ever, if you ever read God Generals, especially the first one, the first volume, you will discover people whose ministries didn't last as long as it could have because of administrative flaws. Yes. Revivals. Revivals. For every revival, there has to be a strong administrative follow-up. Yes. Otherwise, otherwise, you see, you, you think that oh, it says a spirit moving, spirit moving, but the spirit, the spirit also gives the grace to govern things properly. It's it's First Corinthians twelve twenty eight. It's one of the gifts. Governments. It's a spiritual thing. Governments and governing is a spiritual thing that you can have and you can receive. Anyway, so that my topic doesn't change, let me move to the next, the next pair. Wow. Are you still here? You haven't traveled? You haven't left me? Okay. So the next, the next pair is T.L. Osborne and William Branham. The following is an interesting testimony about how T.L. Osborne caught the anointing. Notice how the anointing passed on from one great man to another. The man who came closest to carving out a unique ministry during the early years of the revival was a young Oklahoma evangelist, Tommy L. Osborne. In the process, Osborne pioneered many new techniques for independent foreign evangelism and won the respect of most of his contemporary evangelists. When the revival declined, In the late 1950s, many others, in efforts to survive, followed the trails Osborne blazed. One of 13 children, Osborne was raised in the poverty of a depression farm in Oklahoma, where he learned a deep trust in God. Let's see. In 1937, when he was 14, he believed that God spoke to him and told him that he would preach. Although he finished only the 8th grade, he became a minister in a small Pentecostal church of God. It doesn't mean you should stop going to school. In 1946, he spent a discouraging year in India as a missionary. He returned sick and disappointed and settled into a small local church 
in McMinneville, Oregon. At best, Osborne's early years as a minister were a limited success. In Oregon, a disillusioned Tommy L. Osborne awaited a fateful arrival of the William Branham party in the summer of 1947. On the first night of the Branham campaign in Portland, Osborne's wife was in the audience. Daisy Osborne, a bright and forceful person in her own right, persuaded her husband to attend the next evening. Osborne wrote later, As I watched Brother Branham minister to the sick, I was especially captivated by the deliverance of a little deaf mute girl over whom he prayed thus, Thou deaf and dumb spirit, I adjure thee in Jesus' name, leave the child. And when he snapped his fingers, the little girl heard and spoke perfectly. When I witnessed this, there seemed to be a thousand voices speaking to me at once, all in one accord, saying, saying over and over, you can do that. (laughs) Out of this experience was born a unique missionary ministry that has reached tens of thousands for God. Wow. That was Osborne's experience. Thank God for his wife who said that you must come. Yes. Thank God for his wife that said you must come. Yes. And thank God for my wife too who told me that as you come to as you come to Lighthouse. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 I was also just a beloved, zealous. I was just zealous, a zealous Christian brother. Yes. My favorite was to go for all nights every day. Oh, yes. I love every day, all nights. Every day, Sunday to Sunday, all night. Just bring it on. We'll pray through just now. Yes. And she, and she told me one day, she said, I've seen a church in the hospital. They meet in the hospital. She said, you will like it. Then she added, if you don't like it, then Mighty, I don't know you. Mighty was my nickname. Then Mighty, I don't know you. I remember when she said, I said, who is this? Who is this? I thought to myself, I didn't say that. I thought to myself, who is this two-known girl? What, 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 does she, what does she think she knows about me? Small beloved that you are, you are talking big, big things. That you, know, you know everything about me. Small privilege I've given you to be my beloved. <laughs> No, no, I didn't think that one. But I thought that, I mean, who is this? Who is this, who is this person he's talking? So I said, no problem. If I, she said, I know Tuesdays you are free. So Tuesday we will go to that meeting. So Tuesday, I said, we go. And I went, and I went, I went to the, I went to, with a, to the basic science department in Kolebu. Where this church meets. Nice, cute church. With a, with a nice handsome pastor Yes I mean To cut a long story short Here am I Yes 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 Maybe Maybe it's a woman's thing That's how she knew that I would like it <laughs> Yeah maybe it's a woman's thing I don't know Yes Yeah here am I, here am I. 
Yeah, my, because I went. I went, I went, I went, I went that first Tuesday that she invited me, that she said we should go. I went, because she has been going. She has been going, I've been. I said I'm into all night and other, 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 other things. Yes. Until we should go. Since that, since that Tuesday, I've not, I've not stopped going. I've not, I've not stopped going. This must be in either 1989 or 1990. I think 1990. Yes, it must be in 1990. Since I started, I've not stopped. Yes, I've not stopped. Yes. Since then, I've not stopped. Yes. Because she became my beloved in 23rd December, 1990. Yes. Yes. It was. It's the best Christmas she's ever had. <laughs> Yes, best Christmas. Best, best Christmas. Yes. The brother mighty has chosen me. Yes. 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 Yeah. I'm preaching very good, isn't it? Yeah. Very good. Yes. Yes. The 1990s was... Her year, her year of destiny. <laughs> but anyway, on a more serious note, he said, come. And when I went, I started on Tuesdays. I used to go to church on Tuesdays. Because I had a church that I go to on Sundays. Whose weekday service were on Thursdays. Yes. So Sunday, Sunday, Thursday, I mean, that's a Tuesday without fail. Tuesday without fail. And I remember the first Sunday that we, we, had, we went. The first Sunday. The first Sunday. That, because we kept going Tuesday, Tuesday. The Sunday we went. And that day it was, it was announced that Bishop has had his first child. Yes. That is his first child that we bought. Then there was another um, guy in the church who has also had twins. He lives in the UK now. Yes. <laughs> I've not stopped. Yes. I've not stopped. They were going for the first 31st night. It kept, I, I kept getting drawn and drawn and drawn and drawn. Drawn. Then I remember, I remember one day I was told that Pastor Doug wants to see you. I said, I was like, me? Where does he even know me from? Where does he even know me from? So I went to see him. Then he said, I've heard, I've heard you like prayer. So I want to give you some prayer duties. Yes. He said, have you finished the university? I said, oh yes, I've finished. I've finished. I said, okay, yes. I'll give you some prayer duties. And he gave me, amongst the prayer duties, as though he knew me that way, among the prayer duties he gave me was to have an all night every day. Yes. And it's like, I have to do evangelism in the church and ask, who would like, who would like to come for an all night today on Monday? So, okay, one, two, three, four. Fridays were usually the largest group. But you see, Sunday, Sunday night is when you, I'll get like two people. <laughs> people didn't like prayer on Sunday night. Yes. So I have to go through the church and prepare. Okay, so Sunday, okay, I have these people. Then I have to follow them up, even to even get them to come. Follow them up to pray every day, every day, all night, every day. I'll lead it myself. It's not like these people are praying, so I'm asleep at home. No, I'm there every day praying with them. Praying with them. Then one day he said to me that God has said to him to start a church in London and he would like me to be the pastor there. Will I go? 
I said, me, will I go? My beloved was here in London. If you were me, what would you say? If you, if you were me, what would you say? Will you say no? Will you say later? Yeah, my beloved is here. I've not seen her for one year. And my pastor is saying I should come and start a church. I said, God, ask for this one. Forgive me. It sounds like church ministry, but God, you know why I'm going. <laughs> you, know why, you know why I want to go. And why I would like to go. Yes. Anyway, to cut a long story short, here we are. Yes, here we are. We are here. Yes. We are here serving the Lord. Serving the Lord. Yes. Serving the Lord. When she passes, they say, that's Bishop Richard's wife. Then she changes her neck. No. Yes. Like her, neck. her neck is readjusted. It's like, wow, yeah. It's like, yeah. She doesn't even know. It's almost like the head is not on properly. So I have to adjust it. <laughs> Amazing. Let's move to the next one. The next group. Yes. So you look nice brothers. You should do nice things and proper things. Hmm? Don't let don't let anything destroy your future. Yes. Now I'm speaking to the young ones here. Don't let anything destroy your future. Yes. You could easily be you could easily be the next anointed person with a great ministry. Don't let anything destroy it. Don't let anything spoil it. One day you be saying that, oh yes, I remember we had catch the anointing conference in um, Camberwell. And something, 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 something. You heard the word or you received something. Don't, don't let something silly take that anointing from you and destroy your life. God has a plan for you. God has a purpose for you. God will anoint you. Yes, God will anoint you. Something good will happen to you. Yes. The next pair. Bishop David Oyedepo. And and Archbishop Idahosa. Notice the testimony of Bishop David Oyedepo. He's a great man of God who is bearing much fruit in the kingdom. This is his testimony in his own words. In 1987, I was watching a video program dwelling on a message from Isaiah chapter 53 and verse 1. Who has believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? My heart and my eyes were glued to the program. As I watched and listened to that crusade message, the power of God was hitting me so hard that I was in tears. There alone in my house. I went to bed in that state and there was such a quickening in me. I rose up early, went to the living room and cried out, God, show me the secret. And in the midst of this experience, I heard a man walk in and put his hand on my back. And some waves went through my spine. I exploded in tears. The following Sunday, as I stood up to preach in church, And I said, let's welcome ourselves with this scripture. And we opened Psalm 110. Before I could finish reading it, the power of God came down. There was no further preaching. There were all manner of healings. All manner. And that gave rise to Pentecost flames, which was the stirring 
which was the staring, devil-destroying invasion of Kaduna State, north of Nigeria. Friends, earlier you get, ex- you get exposed to this power, the better. The earlier you get exposed to this power, the better. There is a power in the word encounter. Until you are a word lover, you don't experience power. The genuine source of power is the word. Acts 10.44 records, Whilst, While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard the word. If you are into prayers for power, and you also embrace the word for power, you will never run dry. Say amen. amen. As words are spoken, there is an impartation that takes place. As prophetic utterances are made, there is an impartation that takes place. In Ezekiel 2.2, Prophet Ezekiel said, And the Spirit entered into me when he spake unto me. As you hear anointed words, don't only expect to get insight, expect encounter impartation also. This sounds very much like Bishop Oyedipo, I'm telling you. In 1986, I was in a meeting in Tulsa where Reverend Kenneth E. Hagin was ministering under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, I sat down somewhere afar off, and while he was speaking, I saw his face transfigured. I don't know how many people saw that. And there and then, I had an encounter. My heart exploded, and I began to sob openly. The Spirit entered into me, and changed the entire course of my ministry. Before then, I used to preach jumping all over the place and sweating. (laughs) But that day, the spirit entered into me and serenity and the serenity of Kenneth Hagin's style of ministration was imparted to me instantly. Yes. I don't know whether you've watched Bishop Oyedipo preaching before. Maybe you watch him and go and watch um, um, Papa Hagen preaching. You see, the steps are small, 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 small steps moving like by, by saying, saying heavy things. Every sentence is a heavy thing. It's been, every sentence says you have to pause and think about what is just, has just been said. Heavy, heavy, heavy things. But small, 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 small steps like that. They're walking in small, 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 small. Calm. But power is being discharged. When you present your heart as a tablet You don't only receive insight You also receive an impartation That will enable the insight to produce No prophecy of the scripture Is of any private interpretation But holy men of God Speak as they were moved by the Holy Ghost So when the word is being spoken You are not encountering insight you are, also, you are not just encountering insights. You are also encountering the impartation of the spirit that gathered it. Are you still here with me? Don't make light anymore. The time you spend listening to anointed teachers and preachers of the word. As you listen and hear, don't only expect to receive insight. Expect and prepare your heart. To encounter the power of God as well. Nothing is more authentic than that which comes 
direct from source. For my mouth it had commanded, and his spirit it had gathered, he had gathered them. Isaiah 34, verse 16. Wow. Many have encountered power through the spoken word in many forms, audio and videotapes, television, radio, etc. People have encountered the baptism of fresh oil as they listen to the spoken word. Once I was watching Archbishop Benson Edahosa on a videotape, and for the first time in my life, an unseen guest walked up to me. His footsteps were audible to me. And he put his hands on my back. Something went through me. That was when the anointing for miracles was released upon me. Ever since then, I see disease as fake. And I see the ones who sympathize with them as ignorant. I see that you can, you can be well if it is your desire to be well. Amen. Beautiful. So that's um, Bishop Oyedepo and Archbishop. And then the last one I have here is John Austin. That is Joel Austin's dad. John Austin, Lakewood Church, and the Osborns. John Austin was a pastor of Lakewood Church, one of the largest churches in the world. Notice what he said about listening to tapes. That is, listen to audio messages. Those of you who don't know what tapes are. He didn't mind soaking in tapes of other great men. All he wanted was to catch the anointing. When you talk about Daisy, you talk about Teal. When you talk about Teal, you talk about Daisy. They are inseparable always. They, they, are, all, they are inseparable always have been. Only heaven will record how many ministers are preaching the gospel today because of them. I feel so blessed to have known them both. When I first heard of the Osborns, I read their book, Healing the Sick and Casting Out Devils. I said, I must find this couple. I wept when I saw the pictures of the multitudes and of the miracles. As a Baptist minister who had just received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, I had not believed that these things could happen in our day. I pondered, are these miracles real? Have I been left out? I refused to quit until I got in touch with the husbands. They let me into their lives. I was determined to do something for my generation, but I didn't know how to go about it. But this woman and this man took me under their wings and taught me how not to preach about Jesus, but to preach Jesus. Yes. Daisy and T.L., will have a part in all that we ever do at Lakewood Church to reach the nations of the, of the world for Christ. They invited me to attend one of their crusades. They brought me to the platform to sit with them. They put their arms around me and let me look right into the faces of the people who had received miracles. Exposure. I mean, they made me stand right there and see those miracles one after another. Teal and Daisy saw the hunger in my heart and they were determined that I should behold the glory of the Lord in action, in action right there before their eyes. As I listened to their teaching, 
witnessed those miracles and observed the simplicity of their ministry, I concluded, this is scriptural. I can do this. For the next eight years, I went all over the world and God confirmed his word wherever I preached. Then he spoke to me to come back to Houston and build Lakewood Church as a great world outreach center. A base for reaching the nations with the message and love of Jesus. Not long ago, Daisy did something very special for me. You may smile when I tell you what it was, but it was a kindness that I will never forget. I had been involved in Lakewood Church and responsibilities of pastoring. I had not been overseas to conduct a crusade for a long time. I had done it during those eight years, but then when God led me to build Lakewood Church as an oasis of love in a troubled world, I stayed in the USA and gave myself to pastoral ministry, which with, with the exception of occasional missionary trips abroad. We had decided to conduct a great gospel campaign and leaders seminar at New Delhi, India, the capital of that enormous historic nation. I was getting ready to go. I had talked to Brother T.L. about it. I hadn't preached a crusade overseas in years and I had actually become frightened Wondering if I was, I was up to the task. That may sound foolish, but it is true. I told Teal, I think I have forgotten how to do it. We had registered 3,200 pastors and preachers from all over India, plus thousands of other leaders, workers, and students. Although it may be hard to believe, I felt panic, so I called Daisy. I said, Daisy, I'm getting on the plane tomorrow and I'm afraid I've forgotten how to preach. I said, would you FedEx me TL's messages that he preached in your Hyderabad, Hyderabad India crusade? He said, I said to her with a smile inside because she and TL know me so well. I'm telling you, if you don't send me those tapes, I'm going to fail in that big crusade and the seminar at New Delhi. I don't know what to do. You've got to help me. Of course, Sister Daisy laughed and said, Pastor John, you know how to preach. I said, Sister Daisy, send me those days or I'm a goner. (laughs) She assured me, you will have them in the morning, Pastor. And she, and she federal expressed to me all to, to me the full set of TL's preaching tapes for the Hyderabad Crusade, sending them overnight to Houston. I received them before leaving and I listened to them all the way to India. And and what works for TL and Daisy works for Joel Austin because it is the word of God. Daisy and Teal have marked me and my precious wife Dodie but not just us thousands upon thousands of preachers have been blessed and uplifted by their godly influence 
What worked for these great men and mighty men of God will work for you. The principle of catching the anointing through books and tapes is a time-tested and proven principle. It is time for you to catch the anointing for yourself. You cannot continue to minister with just a natural zeal. Oh, what a difference will come into your life when you are anointed. Reinhard Bonke is one of the greatest evangelists of all time. His crusades typically draw crowds of draw crowds of anywhere up to half a million people. How did it all begin? What is the secret of this great ministry? It is the anointing that makes the difference. Although Reinhard Bonke's testimony is not about books or tapes, the principle is the same. He caught an anointing. It is the anointing that makes the difference. You must catch the anointing. The anointing comes to people who desire it and who go for it. Be it through laying on of hands or through soaking in tapes, the principle is the same. Soaking in the materials, books and tapes of Smith Wigglesworth worked for Kenneth Hagin. T.L. Osborne came, became a great and world, worldwide evangelist after being blessed with the ministry of Prophet Abraham. The anointing has worked for John Austin. John Austin was not ashamed to soak in the tapes of T.L. Osborne. Bishop Oyedepo stated clearly how he was blessed by soaking in the videos and tapes of great men. This is how great ministries are born. This is how giants are made. Dear friend, God is making you into another giant for his kingdom. Respect the anointing. Aim to get the anointing. The anointing makes a difference. Once you've known it, you will never, ever be the same. Your ministry will never be the same again. Shout amen. Amen. Amazing blessing. Well, so in conclusion for this session, say what? (laughs) I, I want to share, I want to share with you the Holy Spirit makes you a fruitful field. Yes. The Holy Spirit will make you a f- You know, all said and done, all said and done, you see how we are talking, you see, you see, these are like different avenues and or a particular avenue that the Spirit comes upon you. But at the end of the day, the difference in the ministry is because you have the Holy Spirit on your life. And in your life, the Holy Spirit will make you a fruitful field. Whether by prayer, whether by fasting, whether by laying on of hands, whether by soaking in messages, whether by reading of books, whichever way, whichever way, whichever way it is, it is the Holy Spirit that comes and makes you a fruitful field. It is the Holy Spirit. If, if, which, whichever, whichever source door your eyes, your eyes have to be that I need the Holy Spirit. I need more of the Holy Spirit. Anytime I go to church and I see the people there sitting there, I know, I know it must be the work of the Holy Spirit. Because I know I didn't bring these people to church. 
I didn't bring I didn't give them a lift. I've not I've not even called I don't I don't I've not even called even one person that come to church. But when you see the people, you will know that it might it cannot be anything else. It must be the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is becoming key for us. Before we discover and learn the different ways in which the Holy Spirit manifests, our eyes, our eyes must always be sniffing around and looking out for the Holy Spirit. Where will the Holy Spirit come from? Lunchtime? No, okay. So, I'm reading from this little book, Fruitfulness. It looks, it looks, it looks little, but I tell you. Um, so, I read, it just has, I think I just have a few points, no problem. The dryness in your life and the fruitfulness in your life are because of the lack of the Holy Spirit in your life. Any area, any aspect of your life that you don't see fruits. It's the absence and the lack of the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit would always bring life. The influence of the Holy Spirit on your life will make, will make you fruitful. When the Spirit is poured out on you, your life changes and you become fruitful. When you become anointed, you become fruitful. Point number one. The Holy Spirit made Jesus fruitful. In Luke chapter 4 and verse 18. Jesus read and said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, the recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. Verse 19, and to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. So we see that the Holy Spirit can turn the wilderness into a fruitful field. When the Holy Spirit came on Jesus, he went about preaching the gospel. Many people were saved. Before the Holy Spirit came on Jesus, he was an unknown carpenter. Locked up in Nazareth, the Holy Spirit was the key that turned Jesus into the savior of the world. The Holy Spirit would turn every wilderness into a fruitful field every wilderness in your ministry every wilderness in your church will be turned into a fruitful field by the Holy Spirit by the receiving of the Spirit is the Spirit that changes it two I mean is it not strange that this is a testimony of Jesus that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach to preach the gospel Preaching is evidence of the presence of the Holy Spirit. To heal the broken hearted. Healing of broken hearts. Healing of broken hearts. For, for, because hearts, hearts do get broken. <laughs> that, is, that, is, that is disappointment and discouragement. And you see some of the, what, what, what I have discussed is some of the cases... You actually don't know what to do. You don't, you don't know what to do. Maybe if you know what to do, you can tell me after church. But when you hear that, you don't know what to do. The only thing that can heal this person is the Holy Spirit. If, if God, if God says that, 
Anyway, number two, second, second one says that the Holy Spirit made the disciples fruitful. The Holy Spirit made the disciples fruitful. The fruitfulness of the disciples came as a result of the Holy Spirit on them and on their ministry. So, in Acts, in Acts chapter 2, verse 2, it says that, do I have, do I have verses? No verses in the hall? Okay, I have, I have verses on my iPad. I can read it. Acts chapter 2. Let me turn our Bibles to Acts chapter 2. Wow. Let's turn to our feet and speak in tongues for two seconds. Just pray. Speak in tongues. Matali bitosastaya. Matala bitosistotaya. Shadow mikostaya. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Matashi batosabatasaya. Thank you, Spirit of the Living God. Makatasitosatafa. Parido Shandilibi Kapatasa. Pray for the Holy Spirit on your ministry. Maybe in a particular area, a particular aspect. Pray for the Holy Spirit. Pray for the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the sweet spirit. Sweet, sweet spirit, Lord. Sweet spirit that you give to us, Lord. Sweet spirit on your work that you called us to, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your spirit. Thank you, Lord, for your spirit. Thank you, Lord, for the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Please take your seats. In Acts chapter 2, verse 2, it says that then suddenly there came a sound from heaven as, as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire. And it sat upon each of them. And they were filled with the Holy Ghost. And began to speak with other tongues. As the Spirit gave them utterance. In verse 14, it continues to say. Verse 13 says that. Others mocking said, these men are full of new wine. Even like yesterday, I was, t- I was telling you that what, what people are not used to is what they criticize. People always criticize the revelation they haven't had and the manifestation they haven't experienced. They always think that this one maybe is not of God. Not even maybe, they feel it's not of God. Because they haven't seen, they haven't experienced. So these people are mocking and saying that these guys are drunk. And then, verse 14, but Peter standing up with the eleven, lifted up his, his voice and said unto them, Ye men of Judea and all ye that dwell at Jerusalem, be it known unto you and hearken to my words. For these are not drunken as ye suppose, seeing it is by the third hour of the day but this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel 
and it shall come to pass in the last day, saith God. I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams, and your servants and your handmaidens, I will pour out in those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. So, you will see right here that the spirit or the precious Holy Spirit is coming onto the lives of the disciples to start anything and to start their ministry and to start their work. They first had to receive the Holy Spirit. Third example, the Holy Spirit made Elisha a fruitful field. First Kings chapter 19 and verse 19. It says that, so he departed thanks and found Elisha, the son of Shaphat, who was plowing with 12 yoke of oxen before him, and he with the 12. And Elijah passed by him and cast his mantle upon him. And he left the oxen and ran after Elijah and said, Let me, I pray thee, kiss my father my mother and then i will follow thee and he said unto him go back again for what have i done to thee verse 19 again the encountering of the spirit you see here it says that elijah was just passing by and he throws a mantle on him mantle i don't know a mantle maybe a a cloak or a coat or like I'm walking, I'm walking by, I'm walking by holding a handkerchief then, you know, as, I, as I'm walking by, then I just, I just throw it on him like this. And I haven't said anything, then I'm, I go on. Just my handkerchief, the handkerchief that has been thrown on, the, it's, it's my handkerchief. <laughs> the handkerchief that has, been, that has been thrown on him. He says, he says, this, this is a supernatural bit. In verse 20, he says, Verse 20, he says, and he left the oxen and ran after Elijah. He, he left his business. He left his business. He left his work. He left his job. That is, that is the direct effect of what looks like a handkerchief. Yes, a handkerchief. The effect, the effect of a handkerchief. Is that I have left everything that I have I've left it I've left my work I've left my business I've left everything that I do By a handkerchief A mantle Without, without any Speaking Any speaking You can even see Elijah is asking him What have I done to you Is it, is it, is it my handkerchief That I threw at you is that, it's like, is that what has changed your life so much? So you will see, you will see, you will see in our churches. Excuse me to say, in our churches. No, in our churches. If the spirit is there, if the spirit is there, we should be like Jesus. Yes, we should be like Jesus. People, people should be running after us. Sunday after church, at counseling sessions, 
should be people who are saying that I want to stop work and do what you do. I want to stop the things that I do and do what you do. But rather, rather, more commonly you will see that we have rather evolved after church. We have meetings to, to strengthen people in their businesses. To go, to go deeper into the world. And, we, and, we, and we, we criticize, maybe we will criticize or have some ideas about people who encourage others to serve God. To leave everything and serve God. You tell her, look, this thing is spoiling your life. This ministry, Bishop Doug is spoiling your life. But Jesus, he saw people who were professionals, people who were at work. And he said to them that, stop what you are doing and follow me. Where the spirit is, where the spirit is present, the spirit of Christ the Holy Spirit is working, you will see the same fruits and the same signs. Yes. Elijah didn't ask, he didn't, he didn't ask, he didn't ask uh, Elijah anything. He just threw a handkerchief at him. He, like he just threw a handkerchief at him. Said this. Yes. Since then, he can't work again. He can't work. Yes, he can't work. He can't work. And you will see, you will see, you, you let me have my phone. You will see, you will see the speed, the speed with which he ran. He says that he, he left, he left the third and ran after Elijah. He ran, that, that, is, that is immediate, instant response. When the spirit comes on you, the responses are Instant. Instant and fast. No delays, no discussions. No delays, no discussions. People, people who took breaks and delayed and dilly dallied. <laughs> if, they, if they will tell you, if they will tell you, they've introduced complications into their lives. Yes, that wouldn't have been there if they had responded to God instantly and immediately. Yes, they've invite they've invited problems, 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 complex things. Yes, I'm not God, so I can't comment on what has happened to their calling. But just you know, it's like, like I said, mantle like this, mantle catch. Next thing we hear, next thing Elijah hears is Elijah, 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 Elijah. And he's wondering, what's the problem? It's like, you don't like my coat. If you don't like my coat, give it to me. That, that, that must be what Elijah must be thinking. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you, you. <laughs> yes. He said, no, no. Then he says that, you know, you know. Let me go and say bye-bye to my father and my mother. Let me go and kiss them bye-bye. And then I will come and follow you. I will come and follow you. I have seen something. I can see that there's something about you that I need to have. There's something I need to take from you. That's why he followed them all the way to the Jordan. All the way. They crossed crossed Gilgal. They crossed Bethel. I mean, they they crossed as they were about to cross the Jordan. And Elijah asked him, you are told what you want. What do you want? It was just a mantle that I could. But see, that mantle thing was a spirit. 
But the spirit touch, it was like a first experience. A first experience of a touch on his life. Elisha's life changed. It is my prayer. It is my prayer. That there will be a change in your life today. It's my prayer for you. That there will be a change. Because like I just say, just a drop. Just a drop. A drop like this, the color is different. A drop like that, the color is different. The ministry is different. Everything is different. Just a drop. Just a drop. Everything is different. Everything changes. Everything changes. Everything is different. Just a drop. Not, not a ceremony and things. Not a consecration ceremony or ordination ceremony or any of the, none of those things. Just a moment. The word is moment. Just a moment. Sometimes in, a, in an interaction, a casual interaction. Talking, talking, depending on the subject you are talking about. There's a casual interaction as you talk and talk. Just a moment. You just need a moment like this. And something snaps in you. Something snaps in you. Maybe it snaps in you to give you an anointing. I don't know. You see, some of the testimonies are different. But maybe for, when I look at Elisha's testimony, when that thing happened to him, he decided from that moment to follow. Yes, to follow. He didn't receive an anointing that day. He received something that made him decide, I will follow in a moment. Yes. It's in the following that he later got the double portion anointing. He became, Elijah, Elisha became anointed later. The mental experience was to give him a path. That this is the road you are supposed to walk on. And this is the person you are supposed to follow. And this is the ministry you are supposed to follow. That was Elisha's experience. Then as he followed. Because he followed diligently. He fo- Look people, dis- people try to stop him. They tried. They said to him that look. Your master is going to be taken away. He's going to die. They tried and tried and tried and tried and tried. Yes. People tried to stop him. But he was determined to follow. And people will try to stop you from where God, God has created a blessing for you from. People will try and, and stop you. People have made comments. People have made comments. These um, loyalty people. Loyal lawyer. You are loyal to your master because of this. Because he gives you money. People have, people have written about Twitter. He gives you money. He gives you this. That's why you follow him. That's why you do this. Idiots have said what they want to say. Yes. Yes. Yes, man. It's a cult. It's a this. It's a that. They have said the end. It's not when you see these things. When you see, you must rather be encouraged that you must be doing something that has caught somebody's attention. Yes, I must be doing something right that has caught the attention of princes and principalities. Yes. And there he's coming, he's running, he's running, he's running, he's running. He said he's not going to work again. Can you imagine how disturbing to he was not going to work again? I'm not going to work again. And Elijah will be wondering what's going to happen to your mortgage. Oh, 
now you say you are not going to work again. What has happened to you? What has happened to you that you are not going to work again? How are you going to pay for your bills? How are you, how are you going to put food on your table? What is going to happen to you? So you see, when, when, when we the ministers, we don't have the spirit much. We nurse and grow people who are unspiritual. Unspiritual. Full-time ministry is never an option. Missions is never an option. Following God is never an option. Following God to catch an anointing is never an option. Moving, moving from a city to another city is never an option. It's never an option. It's never, it's never an option to follow. Yes, never an option to follow. Virtually all our pastors that we have across the country, virtually all of all of them used to live here in London. We all we all here in London. Then I, I will point. I will say Leeds. Then Pastor Gustav, he was living here. He was in a Batsy branch. I said Leeds, and then he moves. How how will he get a job? What will he live? What will he, I I don't know. I don't know. I can't answer every question. I can't answer every question. The questions I can answer is that we want to serve God. We want to serve God. We want to win souls. We want to spread. That's the question I can answer. I can't answer every question. I can't answer every question. My mind is out. That, 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 was he not eating before I met him? Was he not eating before I met him? Did I, did I, know, did I know how he moved from... Uh, Asankegra or whatever that place is. Where? Asamankesi. Do I know how he moved from Asamankesi to Battersea? So why is he from Battersea to Leeds? Why is he becoming a burden? Asamankesi to Battersea. Which one is more complex? And, and Battersea to Leeds. Which one is more complex? Oh, he said Leeds. And he packs his things and goes to Leeds. Today we have a church in Leeds. We have a thriving church in Leeds. Yes. 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 Pastor Clarence, the same, was here with us. Was in Croydon. I said, Manchester. Manchester. I don't know anybody in Manchester. Do you have a cousin in Manchester? Do you have an uncle in Manchester? Manchester. Manchester church. Go to Manchester. Church, church, church. Manchester. There should be a church in Manchester. There's a church in Manchester. Today, there's a church in Manchester. Mamprobi to London. And then London to... Collegono. Collegono to London. And then London to Leeds. Which one is simpler to do? If he has been able to carry himself from Collegono to London. And then I say, go from London to Leeds. It's not, it's not, it's not even a light. It's, it's not even a very light thing that you have been given. And a privilege. And a privilege. And a privilege. But you see, where the spirit is, the people will be willing. Where the spirit is, the people will be willing. Where the spirit is, the people will be willing. Where the spirit is, the people will be willing. Where the spirit is, the people will be willing. Where the spirit is, the people will be willing. All these, all these people would have been sitting in the church in London writing notes. Making, the, making themselves my armor bearers. Armor bearers. Who, who is coming to attack me? 
who, who, I mean, who is coming to? I was, I was preaching somewhere recently before I realized an usher has come to stand in the front like this. As I was preaching, hey. you see, <laughs> so I was preaching. I looked at him and I continued. Then I looked at him again and I said, uh, This guy, he looks like someone that I would even protect if there's a problem, I will even protect him. So I just, I just asked, what's the reason? Who, who, is, who is looking for me? Who, who wants to kill me? How pop, how famous am I? I mean, what, I mean who, who is looking for me? Why, why are you here? What are you protecting? Who? I said, go and sit down and write notes. Go and sit down and write notes. You are coming to protect me from who? From who and from what? I'll rather, I'll rather you would tell me that. I'll rather you would tell me that you are taking your, you are taking your bag, and you are going somewhere to preach the gospel. After I have preached, I'll rather like to hear such a test than, than that. We are, I mean, I'm protecting Bishop Richard. Then I'll ask you, you're protecting me from who? Because if, if I'm being attacked, you will tell me that you don't understand Facebook and social media. That's what you say. You say, oh, these things, I don't understand these things. Where you have to talk, you won't talk. You are coming to stand in front to keep me from people who are coming to give offerings. Yeah, you say you're not into these things, except when it's your wedding anniversary. Then you understand social media. Earlier this year, I was preaching. I was preaching a series, Lycos, preaching for the book Lycos. And I, I remember that day, I was feeling so tired about the message. I don't know, uh, Doctor John Paul, whether you've preached a message and you feel tired. As I go to preach, you feel like, I mean, do I really have to preach this thing again? This, I was feeling tired. I saw, I was going down the stairs, and then the Lord just said to me, I heard the Lord saying to me that when you go. Read this point and make an altar call. I said, okay. This is what God wants, so let's go and do it. This was in January. So I went. I was, look, I was there. I mean, it's like one of these points that when you read, you feel like, okay. It's like I, 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 I felt no spirit. Sometimes we feel presence. You don't feel anything. As you are there, you even feel tired. It's like, you know, what kind of dry? But sometimes, when you don't feel anything, that is when the power may be strongest. Yes. Yes. Be careful about when you don't feel anything. Be careful about when there's no feelings and when there's no, the usual sensations are not there. So I, I, read, I read the point and I said, the Lord needs people to go to Europe. To start churches. Because people go to Europe all the time for raves. And parties. And to, and to do bad things. People have jobs. When I'm going, I go to Europe. I see them all the time. I see them all the time on my flight. All the time. And they have good jobs. Because when I listen to the conversation, these are people who have good jobs. They are just coming to fornicate, to get drunk, to carve everything. And I, you see, because usually I travel out on a Friday. And I come back on a Sunday. So I see, I, I see some of them. The ones I go on with out on Friday. I see them coming back on Sunday. Because they have to go to work on Monday. So I said, well. I mean. 
I have able-bodied young men. Able-bodied young men in the church who can do, who can do such things for God. So I, I read at one point and I asked, there are countries that we don't have branches in yet. Who would, go, who would like to go to Norway? Who would like to go to Austria? Who would like to go to this place? And I saw them. Today, as I'm talking to you, every weekend they go and have church and come. Every weekend they buy. So I, don't, I don't know the price of their tickets. I don't know the price of their tickets. I don't know. Yes. They go and preach every weekend. Yes. Every weekend. Every weekend. This brother making a lot of noise. Every weekend he goes to Antwerp and come. His noise is because he has missed me. So, please, please forgive him for all the noise he's making. Yes. Forgive him for all the noise he's making. He you, you was my head usher. I said, you, you've ushered enough. Go and preach. Every weekend he's in Belgium. Every weekend. Yes. As he's standing here, he's, about, he's still with his members. Yes. His members are even here from Belgium. Yes. That's why he's making his, all his noise is saying that I've, I've really missed you preaching. Go to, go to Belgium. Someone goes all the way to Norway. Where, where is Norway? Are you here? Where are you? Ah, yes. Look, no, comes out. We see that you're a real person. A real person. And where are your team members? Where are the other ones? They are working. Okay. Yes, yes. Every guy he goes to he goes to Norway every time and comes. Yes. And I show you pictures of his church. He just started. He just started. He has members. He showed me that they, they went on visitation. He's going to visit members. Small boy like this, small boy. Small boy, yes. Yeah. I, I remember when he went to first year. He, start, he studied law in the University of Sussex. Yes. I remember when he was first year because I used to visit my daughter there. So I said, There's this boy also there. This naughty boy. He was some naughty boy there. But, but salvation found him. Yes. Salvation found him. Today he, he, he goes to preach. He, preach, he preaches to people in Norway. Since January. This. Goes to Norway to preach and comes back. Yes. Thank you. Be anointed. Be anointed. Yes. Have an anointing. Yes. It, 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 it is the spirit. Yes. I don't know. I don't know. I also don't know what has happened to them. But they said they want to go. I don't know what has happened. And those who go to Vienna, where are the Vienna people? Vienna. Austria. Yes. I also don't know. Yes. That's v- why you don't want us to see you. Is there a problem? There's no problem. Are you sure there's no problem? Yes. Yes. He's also working here, going to gym. The things. So, yes. You don't use muscles to scare the devil. Travel and go and preach and intimidate the devil. Yes. Yes. Go to Vienna to preach. Is it not a, be- is it not a better way to, to serve the Lord? Yes. Yes. Yeah. This goes to Vienna. Be anointed, brother. Be anointed. You can sit. Yes. Yes. And then we have Netherlands, isn't it? Netherlands. Yes. This is another one. Is this? This is another one. It's been a long battle. Long battle. I don't even know why he wanted to go. I didn't think that he would even want to go anywhere. Long 
but long, long from when he was a teenager. Long. I mean, we've known him as a little boy. Like that. Today, he, he also buys his ticket and goes. Yes. Goes to Netherlands every weekend. Go and preach and come back. Because people go to Netherlands to do bad things. So you to go and do something good and come back. Yes. Yes. I just came to preach you. I just came to preach. What I would describe a very boring point. I was so tired. One. That day I preached just one point and made an altar call. Here we are. Thank you. Be anointed, brother. Yes. Just the spirit. Just the spirit. Yes. Because I've seen, I've seen my father make such altar calls and send people. So I said, let, let me also try. Like Elisha says, so let me also try the mantle and see if, if the Jordan will split. So he hit it and says, so I also came to him and said, let me also try it and see if there's some oil. That can, you know. Yes. Yeah. They hit to split. Yes. Yeah, they are real. You can see. I only brought them to show that they are real human beings. Real human means in real, real countries. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's not, it's not online. It's not online service. It's in-person service. In-person service. In-person service. Yes. In-person service. Yes. So, yes. Maybe as we are preaching today, maybe God wants to speak to you. Because there are more nations. There are more nations. Even though we've Brexited spiritually, we are, we are, we are bre-entering. Yes, we are brain trained. We are brain trained. Yes. God, there are souls. There are souls. There are souls. There are souls. There are souls who need Jesus. I'm telling you. So, lives who need Jesus. Lives. 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 See people walking around. What would you do with your life? Like, you see, when the spirit comes, it's the spirit. Those are saying, it's the spirit. It's not just, it's not just talking, it's the spirit. It's the spirit. When the spirit is there, in the day of his power, his people shall be willing. In the day of his power, his people shall be willing. In the day of his power, his people shall be willing. Yes. In the day of his power, his people shall be willing. They will. They will do, they will do it for the Lord. They'll say, I'll do it for God. I'll do it for God. I'll do it for God. Small ticket, small ticket to Europe and back. Small ticket to Europe and back. Come buy a ticket. I can go to Europe and go and preach. Find somewhere to stay. Find somewhere to lay my head, sleep. We uh, yes, do evangelism, organize people, preach on Sunday, do some counseling after the service or some visitation, whatever, and board the flight and come back and go to work on Monday. Yes. yes. Can you off, can you choose a better life? Is there a better life that you can choose than this? Yes. Yes, but that's that. You see, I'm talking to you. I'm showing you Elisha. Mantle came on him. Everything is different. Everything is different. Everything is different. So you see, in our churches and our ministry, there have to be people whose hearts are panting like a deer panteth after water for God, for God, to serve God, to work for God, to do things for God. Whose hearts are panting. Their hearts are panting for things. His hearts are panting for things. You see, when the Holy Spirit came on the disciples and they spoke in tongues after that they were told when you receive that power you shall become witnesses let's not reduce our churches to drama centers 
When spirit comes and we don't know why the spirit has come. That after that there is no effect and there is nothing more. When spirit comes, let us see people who have become witnesses. Witnesses. Say, you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. So when the power comes, the Holy Ghost power has come. What do you become? How would we see it? After you have fallen, screamed, rolled. Get up and let's see that the spirit is in you now. Get up and see the spirit is in you now. These are people you've preached to. If you have understood the message we have been preaching, if you've understood it, the message that has been preached, and the message is anointed, and the spirit, then Acts 1 8 should be seen that you shall become witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem, both in Jerusalem, both in London, in Judea, in Manchester, in Leeds, and Birmingham, and these places, then in Samaria, that is in Europe, and then the most parts of the that now we'll hear of members from England who are who now live in Africa and Asia. They've gone far, far. No working here writing notes. Then the spirit has come. That is the spirit. That is that is anointing on that person's life. That is anointing. That the spirit, the spirit is actually there. That the person has actually caught an anointing. Caught the anointing. And it's true. You see the evidence. Now, evidence. Now, Church is not. Church and the things of God are not for fun. It's not, it's not fun time. Yes. Yes. I don't know whether it's right. So, you don't have to quote me. But I personally have reservations. In just having a meeting or going somewhere to preach or having, I have, I don't, I don't know whether that's right. Don't, don't quote me. But I, I have strong reservations. My strongest desire is not to be out where in a church somewhere, somewhere here preaching. No, no, because I'll always, I'm telling you, it will be like torment for me. What is the aim? What is the aim? What will I? What will I see? What will I get after this? What will happen? What will it get? What I mean? What effect will it have on the people after I have left? Because I don't see I don't see church and God as a drama center. I see power. I believe in the power. I believe in the in the realistic power that this. Power, it changes lives, it changes people, it changes ministries, it changes things. Not, not fanfare. No, not fanfare. Not fanfare. Not fanfare. Not at all. Not fanfare. Not for the sake of it. It, it has to. There has to be a change. I'm sure maybe that's what maybe God saw. That morning, that this man perhaps feels that this message he's been preaching is not working. Because as I'm preaching, I'm sharing like us to this. Be a lay person who can serve God, a lay person who can do this. As I'm sharing, preaching, I'm, I'm wondering, you know, where am I going with this? So I'm sure maybe God had mercy on me and said, that, Go make an altar call. Just go and make an altar call and see. Just go and make an altar. Because I was about to announce that today is the last day of this sermon. If, if I not even to even start a new series. 
As I was going, I'm, I'm sure I was going to say, look, we finished, we finished it last week. Let's start a new thing. But I say, people's destinies and lives, salvation, salvation dependent on that message. Salvation. Salvation for people outside of the United Kingdom dependent on that message. Yes. I was encouraged. I tell her I was encouraged. I won't be surprised if I did a few more weeks after. It's like I was excited about Lycos. I, I became excited and encouraged. Yes. Yes. Because I'm always looking for it. What is it? What is it? What's the, what's, if you have received the Spirit, my Bible tells me that you shall receive power. The thing is power. It's power. I mean, look at, I mean, look at, look at Elisha. Mantle. You are running. You are running after the person. Say, wait, 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 wait. I want to go and kiss my father and my mother. Come wow. back. Wait, don't, don't go. Please don't go. What has happened to him? Where are our members? After we've preached powerfully, imparted powerfully, who would say that? I want to be like you, pastor. Pastor, I want to be like you. The thing you are doing is what I want to do. Yeah. Where are those members? Where are they? Why don't, they, why don't our members want to be like us? Why aren't our members applying to, be, to become what we are becoming? Yes. Why aren't, why aren't they saying, I want, not that I want to be a pastor, but I can see that you do this thing full time. I also want to do it full time. I want to give myself to it. Where are the people? Yes. Well, what have we been telling them? And they tell us that that's what they want. What will we say to them? Um, you see, if you come full time, you see, the finances of the church is going to be, um, is going to be uh, greatly affected. It's going to be greatly affected. So I think that you hold on to your church, for, hold on to your job for a while because uh, I need you to be liquid <laughs> and fluid. Yes. When Jesus is saying to people, that stop, you're an accountant, stop it. Just they say, I know you are, you are, I know you are, you majored in taxation. Stop. Stop and follow me. Stop and follow me. Yes. Someone had oceanic ministries. He's into fishing. He said, said stop. Stop, stop selling tilapia. Come and follow me. Come and follow I have a better business for you. Come and follow me. Come, come and do some. Come and do some. Come and also do some. Yes. Come and do some. Yes, come and do some. Come, come and work for the Lord. Come and work for the Lord. When I have meetings, as the meetings I have, I have meetings with people. You see, I see, I see the number of doctors sitting there. Yes, I've meeting with them on Zoom. I'll be there. I was sitting. I was counting. I said, all these people are doctors in different countries in Africa. And I said, hey, Bishop Daggy, what males? These are doctors. Doctors. Medical doctors, medical doctors means, means that their A level grades is like three A's or two A's and a B or A star A A or A star A star B. I mean, these are the people they finish medical school, and this one is sitting, this one is sitting coolly in a town in Zambia. This one is sitting coolly in Botswana. This one is sitting coolly in Mozambique. Serving the Lord, serving the Lord full time, serving the Lord. It must, it must be an anointing. It must be an anointing. Yes, it must be an anointing. Yes, because wait, wait till you see someone who's 
whose child is in medical school and advising the, advising the child to be careful about God. Yeah. Wait till you see a parent. I mean, like these African parents who would like to say, my child is in university. My child is in uni. My child is studying medicine. My child is studying law. My child is studying engineering. A Christian, wait till you see a Christian. There's nothing wrong with children um, studying or they, they should study. Why, why should they, they, study, they should study? In actual, if you don't finish studying, we'll not even do anything with you. We'll tell you go back to school. If you drop, if you drop out from that place, you'll drop out from the ministry. Yes, it's a principle. You can't finish things, you won't finish it well. Yes. Yes. But, but understand my point. You should see people whose hearts is like there. It's like, I don't, I don't know whether they wanted to study medicine or law and they didn't get but you should see it's like like an egg hey, it's like make sure you don't drop this thing if you drop this it's like I'll get a heart attack make sure. hey it's good advice but my advice to you is that do not pitch it against ministry and against God it's a dangerous gamble it's a dangerous gamble it's a dangerous gamble don't pitch it against that thing that is either because it's not it's not either God or medicine or either God or law. It is not that. It is not that. Rather tell them study against your bad friends. But not God. Don't touch the God bit. Don't touch the God bit. Don't touch the God bit. It's because when if I also advise, I'll tell them, look, this course finish it. When you finish, give the certificate to your father and go on missions. Because that's, that's what the, your father wants. Finish it well. Finish it well. When you finish it, take a picture with him on your graduation. Take a picture with everything. And tell him that, you know, God has called me six years ago. But I just wanted to make you proud. So I've used that time and study. So here you are. Here you are. You can, if you like, you can go to work for me. You can go to Guy's Hospital for me. Yes. I'm going to preach the gospel. I'm going to preach the gospel. I'm going to preach the gospel. Yes. I'm going to serve. I'm going to serve God all out. I'm going to serve God all out. All out. I'm going to give myself to God. Yes. It's God who blesses. It's God who helps. It's God who will lift your child. It's God who will preserve your child. It's God who will keep your child. Oh, oh, oh yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. It's God who will keep. It's God who will make a way. And it's the Holy Spirit. Indeed, when that Spirit comes, you know, when that Spirit comes into the church, we'll see Jesus' ministry. We'll see Jesus' ministry. We'll see Elijah-like ministries. Where people are running after people saying that, you know, I'm going to sell, I'm going to sell all my instruments. That's what, that's what he said. That's the next thing he said to you. I'm going to sell all my instruments and I'm coming after you. I'm coming after you. I'm coming after you. I'm coming after you. Elijah must have been worried that why is this boy following me? Because we, we learn as we read that there, there are schools of prophets that if he wanted to go to Bible school or school, he would have joined any of those things. But he wanted anointing. He wanted anointing. He wanted anointing. He wanted anointing. He wanted to be anointed. He wanted to be anointed. He wanted to be anointed. Yes. Let's read the next point. Yeah. 
The next person I see there, his name is Saul. The Holy Spirit made Saul into a fruitful field. Hey, may your ministries become fruitful fields. May you become fruitful. May you see fruits you've never seen before. May you begin to see fruits you have not seen before. May you begin to see them. May you begin to see them. By the Spirit. By the anointing. By the Spirit. By the anointing. By the anointing. May you see them. May you see them. May you see them. You know, after the pandemic, I preached to four congregations every week. Yes. Yes. The Spirit didn't take me backwards. He took me forward. Yes. I have four different congregations every week. That's four different churches. Yes. I can take to each service. You see. You see each service. Different people. Different people sitting there. Yes. By the Spirit. By the Spirit. By the Spirit. By the You see, I always, I always, remember, I always remember when Bishop uh, preached at a camp many years ago. And he read the scripture that Jacob said, I came over this Jordan with just a staff. But now I've become two bands. Yes. Came over with this staff. I crossed over with this staff. But now I've become two bands become two bands now I've become two bands for with my staff I passed over this Jordan and now I am become two bands by the end of this conference may you multiply receive the grace of multiplying grace to multiply may you not diminish may you increase may you not divide may you multiply May you multiply. May you not may there not be divisions. May you not be divisions. May there be multiplications. As people think you are finishing, you are increasing. As people think you are coming to an end, you are rather becoming stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. Yes. 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 I'm always smiling at myself every weekend. I said, Hey, I came to this place with just a staff. Yes, just a staff. Walking coolly. Walking coolly around. Do you have four congregations? Yes. Okay, so I just arrived here. I'm preaching. Then I move to the next church. They are there and I'm preaching. Then I move to the next one. I'm there and then they are preaching. Then the fourth one, I'm there and then I'm preaching. Then Monday, I feel, I say, oh, Monday I can eat Cumberland sausage and cool, and cool my soul. Yes. Because I've, I've, I've tried to work. I've worked small. Yes, I've worked small. Works more. Yes. You will multiply. There's a multiplying anointing. There's a multiplying grace. You multiply. Everything you have in your hands today shall be multiplied. May be multiplied. May your church be multiplied. May your church be multiplied. May your church be multiplied. Receive the anointing of multiplication. Yes. To multiply. 
to see that there's really an anointing for fruitfulness. There's a spirit that makes you fruitful. A spirit. It's an anointing. It makes you fruitful. It makes you multiply. It makes you increase. You increase, you don't decrease. You multiply, you don't divide. It's an anointing. May God give you that grace. Give you that gift. Give you that blessing. So the next man here is a man called Saul. The Holy Spirit made Saul into a fruitful field. First Samuel chapter 10 and verse 1. Then Samuel took a vial of oil and poured it upon his head. How I wish I could pour oil on somebody's head. Yes. Yes. And poured it upon his head and kissed him and said, Is it it not because the Lord has anointed thee to be captain over his inheritance? It takes an anointing to get inheritance from God and to be the one in charge, to be the leader for God to select you and make you the leader of that inheritance that inheritance to have it, that God is that that the church is the Lord's it's God's church even though we walk around feeling good we are men of God, it's God's church if God doesn't give it to you, you won't have it they are God's people. That's, that's why you have to handle God's people very well, lest you get a curse. Yes. You don't abuse God's people. You don't take advantage of God's people. You don't play around with God's people. God give, gives you a, a grace to shepherd a few people. And then you turn, you turn that group into a brothel. Yes. It's God's people. He says that. He's obese. If his people. Then Samuel took the vial of oil and poured upon his head and kissed him and said, Is it not because the Lord has anointed thee to be captain over his inheritance? God has anointed you. God has chosen you to be captain, to be in charge of his inheritance. What belongs to the Lord? What belongs to the Lord? He puts you, he puts you in charge. He gives you some. He gives you some. Yes. You see, I'm walking from this saying that you know every weekend I have four different congregations that I preach, but it is the Lord's. It is the Lord's. What what I'm what I'm what I'm blessed is that He has given me access to it. That oh, this pocket of people that I have here, take care of it. Yes. Because if God gives you access, it means God is, God is trusting you. Yes, God is trusting you. I can give you people here. I can give you people here. I can give you people here. And I know that you will faithfully take care of them. Faithfully. Faithfully take care of them. Faithfully look after them. Yes. The reward of hard work is more work. Yes. The reward of hard work is more work. It's more work. Yes. Yeah. He says, oh, yeah, Saul has been chosen. Verse 2. When thou art departed from me today, verse 3. Then shalt thou go forward from thanks, verse 4. And they will salute thee and give thee, and let, and let the, spirit of the Lord, and the Spirit of the Lord will come upon them. 
and thou shalt prophesy with them and shall be turned into another man. You know, when the spirit comes, you, you change, you, you, you see a totally different person. A totally different person. Totally different. When, the, when you become anointed, you become a totally different person. Totally different. You change. He said, Saul became, became another man, another person because of the spirit and because of the grace of God on his life. Let's move to the next person. Number six. Number five. The Holy Spirit turned Isaiah into a fruitful field. Isaiah. The prophet Isaiah to a fruitful field. Isaiah chapter 61. Isaiah 61. You remember this verse? I'm sure you remember it. Isaiah 61. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach the gospel. To preach good things unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of prison doors. Stand to your feet and just pray for the Spirit one more time. Isaiah 32 verse 9 says that Rise up ye women that are at ease Hear my voice ye careless daughters Give ear unto my speech Many days and years Shall ye be troubled Ye careless women For the vintage shall fail The gathering shall not come Tremble ye women That are at ease Be troubled ye careless 
once you careless ones strip you and make you bare and get sackcloth upon your loins they, they shall lament verse 12 they shall lament for the teats for the pleasant fields and for the fruitful vine upon the land of my people shall come up thorns and briars yea upon all the houses of joy in the joyous city verse 14 because their palaces shall be forsaken you're still praying how come you sat down you're still praying i'm giving you a prayer topic your uncles and things are standing and you have sat down It says, because the palaces shall be forsaken, the multitude of the city shall be left. The forts and the towers shall be for dens forever. And a joy of wild asses, a pasture of flocks. Anytime I read, I read this passage, I, I picture London and cities of Europe. Our palaces are forsaken. And the multitude of the city have been left. Most people are not in church. Most people are not. No matter how large our churches are, most people are not in church. Most people don't go to church. Let's not let's not congratulate ourselves too early. Most people are not in church. So Isaiah is teaching us something. He said, "The forts and the towers shall be for dens. Dens are where wild creatures are." That's why you see these wild places with graffiti, scary places. Scary places you not even like to go near at certain times. It says the towers, the forts, and the towers shall be for dens. A joy of wild asses and a pasture of flocks. It's like everything looks bizarre. And you see, you see places over every city in Europe I go to, including London. I see such wild places. So I even ask people, would you like to go here? You would not like to go there. But look at verse 15. It says that until the spirit be poured. Until the spirit be poured. Until the spirit be poured. This is a state until the spirit. So and, and, and as long as we see these dens. The den. The dens. Where the wild, wild guys hang out. Murderers. Rapists. Wicked evil people. Drug addicts, they hang up. Go to verse 14 again. 14. 14. He says, it says that the palaces shall be forsaken. The multitude of the city shall be left out. The forts and the towers shall be for dens forever. A joy of wild asses. A pasture of flocks. This is a state. Then verse 15 says that until the spirit be poured upon us from high and the wilderness be a fruitful field and the fruitful field be counted for a forest may your church become a forest yes may your church do you know forest forest means that the number of trees have doubled and increased and tripled yes the church is packed but it only happens when the spirit comes when the spirit comes when the spirit comes when the spirit comes it's the spirit that turns the wilderness into a fruitful field it's the spirit when the spirit comes the the church that is scarcely sparsely populated becomes 
densely populated densely populated may every church here this afternoon become a fruitful field may every church represented here receive the spirit to become a densely populated place with all sorts of people you know sometimes when i see when i see some of these buildings i say to myself i say to myself that somebody will be saved and will use this place for cell meeting some of these places will become branch churches branch churches there'll be there'll be there'll be a branch of somebody's church someone's church will gather in this in this forsaken the, the place looks forsaken and scary but when the spirit comes everything will change everything will change when the spirit comes everything will change everything will change sometimes you see a life you see that this guy what can he ever do what what can he ever turn into but when the spirit comes on him you said that same person that same person that you thought was a nobody is now a preacher let's ask god for the spirit one more time let's ask him for the spirit that your spirit oh god your spirit on the city the spirit of god on the city on the church on the city on the church wherever you are spirit spirit holy spirit holy spirit more of the spirit that the wilderness will be a fruitful field May your halls become too small for you. May your meeting places become too small for you. May your, may your congregations triple and multiply and multiply. May you break through from borders. May you cross borders. Ah. Ah. Ask God for the Spirit, for the precious Spirit. For the precious spirit For the Holy Spirit To be poured upon us To be poured upon us To be poured upon us The Holy Spirit To be poured upon us The Spirit The anointing For fruitfulness Anointing for fruitfulness for fruitfulness power for fruitfulness to multiply to raise shepherds to raise pastors to raise ministers to raise missionaries to raise preachers ah spirit we pray for the spirit we ask for the spirit for the spirit let the spirit come on us Lord let the spirit come upon us Lord your spirit oh God your spirit oh God your spirit oh God yes 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 So 
churches today. Lord, upon churches, ministries, Lord. Your spirit, oh God. Your spirit, oh God. Your spirit, oh God. Your spirit, oh God. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, Lord. Precious Holy Spirit. Swim. 
ministry shall be by the Spirit. It's changing. Your ministry is changing. Ministries are changing. It shall be by the Spirit. No more power. No more might. No more human strength. But by the Spirit. 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 shall be a fruitful field and every fruitful field shall be a forest take every church represented here higher and higher Lord may we go higher may we be blessed in Jesus name take your seats we hope that you've been blessed by this message for more information Follow us on social media. Search for First Love London on Facebook and YouTube and First Love UK on Twitter and Instagram. Have a blessed week.